0: Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
1: The world's original podcast.
0: Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered.
2: Patriots are- the report he has 16 days to pay it. Like, <laughs> or what? When did he come up with 16 days? <laughs> or what? Somebody from the, the
0: NFL comes and
3: breaks
4: his finger
2: Collection. I swear on all that's holy. I'll have your money next week.
4: That wasn't the deal. I'll be back tomorrow. Don't make me a jerk. Oh, my God. My yeah. stepdad
5: was so funny yesterday.
6: Oh, you guys, I watched this movie. It's really old, but I think you'll like it. It's about Nike and Michael Jordan. I'm like, that's not an old movie that just <laughs> finished. He's like, what do you mean? All the cars were from the 80s. I thought it was from the 80s. Just
7: get old cars and put them in current movies <laughs> it and make so a. It looked funny. like it was we over dying dying get yesterday. the parts. Mike
2: turned it to Jackie Mason when he started telling them. Oh, if well, so you want them to run the ball Okay, Tatum through. was yeah. on
6: one leg. I'm not doing this because... Soft. Like, just soft. And
2: I get annoyed sometimes with some of the, the cliches that everybody leans on. That Miami team is an absolute cockroach.
8: Because they have dogs. No, we I, do not. I got Patriots okay. winning this year's Super Bowl. All right. I know it's uh, too early, but I got us winning it, baby. Let's okay. go. All right. I
9: just can't get on this level of optimism today. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. Patriots
3: Unfiltered. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Thursday here at Gillette Stadium, and uh, it's video day. Oh. Surprise uh, return. Just for walks you. right I was in. Not expecting you. Yeah. What, what right timing? The start. <laughs> yeah, I no, I had a doctor's appointment, eleven fifteen, and I'm here. Wow, wow.
7: Get all checked out?
2: Yep. You I'm good? all set. All right. Obviously, you
3: did a lot of lying if they let you out. No, there no. Quickly. I had like I've had like ringing in my ear for the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah, no. And I blame Paul. And it's gotten <laughs> the last couple of <laughs> well, years. Well yeah, and it's gotten worse and so they did some here By any
2: chance did it start in
3: nineteen ninety nine. No. I'm fine. <laughs>
2: okay, then I'm okay, Deuce
3: <laughs> Uh but you know, so I just wanted to get it checked out. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. I got my I had a flat tire situation and I
7: nailed, didn't have a I had to go get a, a fix there. So, you know, getting stuff done.
3: You didn't have the bridge stone run
7: flat tires. That's what I was looking for. No, yeah. I, no I did not. And uh by the way, if you call Townford they're like, yeah, next week. I'm like I don't, I, I need a car. Like I, you know, so I took a local place. And yeah, banged it out. Okay, good. Yeah, thanks. know, yeah.
3: what kind of tires did you get?
7: I didn't have to get new tires. Luckily, they just oh, they just it, plugged, plugged it? her up. They okay. plugged her up. Yeah.
9: Anything from you, Paul? Any <laughs> any hardships? Uh, really? you know,
2: Evan. You know, serious football people like you and I were <laughs> yeah. really more interested in the OTA yesterday, <laughs> but I guess we had to wait till the. Uh, oh right, the all right. 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 I guess right.
3: we'll talk about that. It's Deuce. It's Evan. It's Paul. It's myself. We'll be here until two o'clock talking Patriots and whatever else, but. Yes, the big topic is we had our first, and mind you, it's just our first full look at practice um, with the OTAs yesterday. And so let's, you know, whoever wants to jump in, give us your thoughts.
9: I'm ready to overreact.
3: All right, yeah. let's, let's go. overreact. I know you love to. <laughs> let's Thorton. not be afraid. Thornton's your man right now, right? I just
9: like receivers. Who doesn't? Yeah,
7: he looked good. He caught a lot of balls. Uh, what? Well, I mean, why don't we start with just Mac? I mean, I would just say overall, I thought it, it just looked. Uh, he said normal. I felt normal. I liked how we talked in the post-practice interview. We just seemed a little bit like he's growing up a little bit, as should, as he should, especially going through last season. So um, I thought I thought he had a pretty good day overall, on the field, off the field. It was it was nice for an OTA, and I think he's on I the only track. saw a little bit
3: of it because I, I had a meeting, so I saw like the first 15 minutes. It looks like he had a good bounce in his step.
7: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he seems engaged, and I mean, none of the stuff from last That's year. That's what I wrote. Yeah. yeah. Paul wrote it too, so you know it's true. Yeah,
2: so, yep, yep. Wow, that seemed like a shot. <laughs> you only write mm. true things. Seems <laughs> like a bit of a shot there. <laughs> I don't know what it's it not is. Not my first but
7: rodeo, but I <laughs> but know I'm that's gonna smirk <laughs> I'm going to figure it out later.
3: And if I had just come from Mars and someone said, "Well, who's the starting quarterback in this team?" I'd say that number ten over there. Yeah. yeah. Well, definitely not Willie oh, Cunningham,
2: without question. Yeah. 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 I know there was some. Um, there was a there was some talk yesterday with some of the recaps from from our colleagues here. Oh, and uh, Bailey Zappi getting his share of first team reps, and I, 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 yeah, uh, (laughs) more than one, Really? and it wasn't on the radio, it was people on the radio talking about what individuals had written, and and Mm. yeah, I would say that Bailey Zappi was throwing the ball to what we would consider to be starters at times, but Mac Jones was clearly, clearly, like, no, (laughs) there was nothing gray in in, in any way, Uh, Mac was clearly the guy yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I and i, I Zappi was there.
7: You know who wasn't the guy was McSorley because he was just throwing <laughs> picks all over the place. They but.
2: should just play that song, the McSorley song, but he he it was yeah, he struggled. He's small. Um Trace McSorley is pretty small. Uh that was a takeaway from from that. But <laughs> I, I do agree sevens. with the way the way Mike said it um with um just the overall operation to me and this is I I understand it's it's a little nebulous and sometimes people that really analyze the stuff they they, they want more s- Something concrete to sort of you know solidify what you're talking about, and I I don't have that for you. I'm just telling you, when I watched, I felt like there was a Christmas to the way that, that everything operated. Yep. Yeah, you know the, yeah. they the, they were calling the plays, they were breaking the huddle. There was no, no 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 Kendrick Bourne, you need to come. You're not you're not in that slot. You're oh, in the slot on yeah. this. That there was none yeah. of that. The plays just ran, and I understand that they're all designed. I I will go back to the first OTA and the second OTA we had last spring. The offense looked excellent. The offense didn't look like a disaster until training camp. So, these, I understand, these practices are designed for the ball not to hit the ground a lot. That's the way it's supposed to look. But I just felt like the way it looked was different than last year, if that makes any sense at all. And I understand if you want to call me a fraud and say, well, you're just saying that because Bill O'Brien's here and you never thought, you never gave Matt Patricia. You're right. I didn't. I didn't think it was going to work last year, and I do think it will work this year. That said, I just felt like it looked different. Yeah. It
9: okay. looked like a professional practice. Yeah, It looked like a professional practice. It looked like offensively people knew what they were doing, knew where they were supposed to be going. Uh, obviously, we can talk about some of the, the dressing up of the plays that Bill O'Brien was doing, which I, I thought was exciting. And overall, it, it just it ran a lot like a Josh McDaniels practice would have ran a couple years ago or uh, other experiences. And the other thing I think that really stood out, Paul just kind of mentioned it there, was there wasn't a whole lot of Coaching in between plays and, co- and like the, it wasn't like Bill O'Brien was standing in the middle of the field while everything was going on around him and correcting guys every single uh, timeout. He was actually on the sideline for a lot of the team drill portions, calling the plays in, rating the plays in with the walkie-talkie. And with him and Bill were very hands off. You know, Bill didn't really say anything well, well, to anybody. That the was the as hands off so, as I've seen right, Bill so, in a long time. Yeah.
3: So, so let me ask the question. You know, so they've had how many practices?
9: before this. Not very many. Oh, thank thank you. You. So, yeah. I think like, two. Yeah. How do
3: you, like how did they get on the same page so quickly? I
9: I I think that there's a a combination of things. Like the carryover from McDaniels, I think, is is there for a lot of the guys that were here in twenty one. So uh, you're talking about a lot of the guys that were out there, honestly, you know, Kendrick Bourne, uh Mac obviously, some of the offensive linemen were there in twenty one. So I think there was a little bit of that going on that The language and and the lingo was pretty similar to what they were used to. But overall, that was what stood out to me from an operation standpoint was this just the cleanliness of the whole thing. and, And also, second to that, just the fact that there wasn't a whole lot of in between coaching going on and, and that usually when we get, yeah, corrections. And when we get into training camp, that's usually uh, what they do towards the end of practice. They'll always basically make it a game situation where the coaches go to the sideline, you know, Bill kind of gives waves the, a flag and is like, Hey, we're not good. Let's let him go. Well, I you did, know, and I, it was still, there was already stuff like that going on. Do you
3: think there's any chance that as early as February, these iPads have become, You know, have been populated and it's been made clear that by the time you get here, we expect you to know a certain a certain amount. And it's it's all on your iPad. Start studying now, even though we can't get together officially. Um, And here's what you're going to, you know, maybe that part of it is more buttoned up than it was last year when you had two guys. Who, who were probably still working Figuring on Figuring it stuff. out on the right, fly. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah.
7: I, I mean, maybe, I hard to say. I, I mean, I think yeah, we'll find out I when agree. we get to, like, you know, mini-camp a little bit. Maybe you'll amp the voltage a tiny bit, but it, that'll be really training camp, I think, when you really figure out how much they're all on the same page. But just to highlight a couple guys, I mean, Thornton, or we talked a lot about him last couple of days. He caught a lot of balls, looked good. Douglas was very active. I mean, I think that was a little bit Juju not being there, getting, getting a chance. Uh, Ty Montgomery just, you know, continues to be, Effective and, and they get the ball to him. He works with the receivers a little bit. He works with the running back. So I, I, I thought he was going to be, be a big part of it last year, and I, I think he'll hurt. be a big part of it and this I, year. And
3: Ivan has said, Ivan Fierce, who's still it hanging there, around. He was there up on uh, the, He's up very on the high on Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah.
7: He can do a lot. So yeah. Yeah. it was uh, encouraging. No Trent Brown. So you get a little bit of a look at the offensive line. City South playing a little tackle at times. And, you know, just these little things. You kind of get a feel for where they're working guys in. I don't think it's, you know, something you can overreact to too much, but. Offensively, it's nice to see Gisicchi too. He's a, a big, long guy. I mean, he's, he's got a unique body type. Those kind of things jump out to you when you finally get on the field and you see what these guys actually look like standing amongst other football players. So I'm intrigued by Hunter No Gonzalez. No, Gonzalez. no but Gonzalez. But no. I should say, though, there were pictures from the last two OTAs, which I think goes back to last week. Picture of Gonzalez there. Picture of
3: Barmore well, there.
7: Obviously, we have um, the most you know, famous five-second right, clip in <laughs> right, the history of right. clips. Schuster Schuster was, was there. So just some guys that weren't there yesterday have been around. It, but you know. we
3: don't get any injury reports. No, no, we're not thinking that he. But they might been in and out. No, it could have been college-related. Yeah, yeah,
2: it could have been college-related. He might have had something that he needed to finish up or actual graduation itself. That's yeah. that we've seen I that, that happen. up actually. Graduation Is at Oregon's
9: next week. Next
2: week. So I yeah, I mean, it could be a lot of reasons. Maybe he had to pick up his gown. Um, you know, the, your question, Fred, about, you know, did they maybe install more, you know, quicker? I I mean, the two things that I would, I I don't know. We, we all, none of us know. Um, the two things I would fall back on is what Evan said about sort of, I think more of a base familiarity with what they're doing, going back probably to something closer to what they've done. That helps everybody. And just the fact that I think I, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean and disrespectful, but the coach knows what he's doing. Yeah. And they were learning, Patricia and Judge were learning what they were doing last year. So, you can't you can't possibly be as up to speed when you have your coaches learning what they're doing right. along oh, with yeah. the players. Right. As right. you would be if the the coach absolutely knows what he's doing and Mac talked about they absolutely have brought some Alabama terminology um to the table and we saw some RPO hype action yesterday just i'm talking formationally i'm not talking necessarily execution wise obviously you can't run the ball um with any degree they, they did have some carries yesterday but you're not going to learn anything but what they're doing with no pads on but i do think there was some some carry over to what they're doing and i think they're probably from a uh, mentally most of the players are at a level further along than they were last year
7: yeah yeah. I thought one interesting moment. I don't know how much you guys heard or watched of Bill O'Brien. Um, I, I, you could definitely hear his voice at times, but there was, you know, one play, I think they were, went down the field and he was you know, very like positive. Like that's what we're looking for. You know, it just, that was what kind of stood out to me. I was kind of waiting for him to like, yell at somebody or, you know, get fired up. But it seemed like he was, I, I don't want to speak, say he was happy with the practice, but it just, it seems like things were going the way he wanted them to. He wasn't getting agitated and neither were the players. And that's, uh, you know, it all feeds into it. So I. Just overall, you got that feeling when we first heard from Bill O'Brien this offseason of like, this guy's got some head coach mojo. And, you know, to Paul's point, he knows what he wants, and the players are, are clearly understanding what he wants. And so it's a good start. It's a good start. You don't want to overreact, but I think it was, it was encouraging to see Any it this uh, year. kicker updates? Do we uh, see well, any kicker updates? Yeah, well, Ryland okay. had a pretty uh, good. Uh, good. Yeah, Ryland,
2: Ryland probably would have hit, uh, what, five of the last six? He hit five in a row into the skinny uprights. And then he missed one that would have been good in the regular uprights. And then he missed one, yeah. like that would have. He can
9: control good. the ball a lot better than the last kicker they drafted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Certainly. So Just, I think yeah. uh, Eric could. But I think that's the biggest thing. <laughs> like I, I'm not looking at can he make a 60 yard field goal. Like I no, don't know. But I'm looking at the way the ball gets kicked, yeah, absolutely. It, a ball, lot of real right? like fo- he foot the ball action. You well, can that tell <laughs> that he's got control of the football and he can. It, he, it's. I'm trying to hit, the, hit yeah. this. I'm gonna hit it here. You know, like it's not like going like.
7: Gorebusters
2: was like right. I've like never seen a ball I've never go seen like an diagonally NFL kicker. weird. Like I've seen kickers yeah. in college do that, and I used to go to Northeastern games. I saw that a lot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the ball going yeah. sideways. I yeah. haven't seen it ever in the NFL. There was
9: a lot of Be- Behringer hype too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the ball coming off his foot. You know, really. Oh, I thought you made his glasses. Make a those sound. Were awesome. I thought yeah. the other
2: guy kicked the ball pretty good, too. Corliss. Cor- yeah, Waitman. Is that yeah. his last name? Yep. Waitman. That's, that's some one. good
9: hang times Yeah, out there. Did Got the Bedard, stopwatch did going. have the stopwatch going? I, I, Stop I didn't
2: read any of that. I did read some of that with the Zappy uh, first team thing. Any <laughs>
3: indication that they're already practicing drills with the new rule, the new uh, um, Kickoff fair thing? catch rule and kickoffs? I
9: don't think you. Are you allowed to do kickoffs this time of year? I don't know if you're allowed to. Well, uh, yeah, I will? mean, I don't
2: know if you can cover. I mean, I don't know if you can cover. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think they there are really restrictions any, about that. They okay. were just kind of yeah. punting to guys catching the ball. They didn't have anybody yeah. actually covering yeah. them. Yeah. Um, but in terms of special teams, noteworthy is Joe Judges exclusively working with special teams. Yeah. At looks least like he can't make words. Now he spent almost the entire time whatever Bill tells him to do. Whatever well, he does. Well, well, Bill we'll is see. telling him until, to until coach special changes. teams. Um, but they were on a, on an opposite field for the most part, right? Wouldn't you say that they were on the that that right field, you yeah. know, yeah, the right yeah. side but, but from our perspective? And um, he was, you know, his typical boisterous self. Um, and then Matthew Slater actually talked about it after practice, you know, Obviously, Slater loved having him as a, a special teams coach, and he's looking forward to getting back into that. He was quick to say, you know, with Cam and Joe Houston, you know, not wanting to ruffle any feathers there. But I think um, it's it's pretty clear that the, he is going to be a, the special teams coach. Speaking of Slater yeah. and ruffling feathers. Good for him. Uh, what he a, had what a him. fantastic, fantastic, thoughtful He had, he had thoughtful
3: something response, to say about the league. Um, just, you know, this is not about safety. In yeah. his mind, no, you know they have a lot of opportunities to do that, and they haven't done it. This is just more he thinks getting rid of the, the the play.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I just love the way he said this has nothing to do with player safety, and he went through a lot of different things that would show you that they're they're not concerned. And then he came flat out and said it. It's basically, and I'm paraphrasing what what he actually said about the league, but it's it's for you. It's so they can show you and, Right. And the fans that they that they're interested. In. He basically yeah. called them frogs. You know, so. I was thinking about
3: the, the player safety thing, and until they get rid of Thursday night games, everything they yeah, say is the low hanging. But through. he had a lot. Yeah. Like he goes, "That's low hanging." No, I, through, I know, I know. But but turf was, versus grass. Thinking, what would
2: you think about
3: on Thursday night games only twelve minute quarters?
2: <laughs> Fred always wants to split the atom. Just Adam. shorten it Just. up. Just, you know, just get rid of the games <laughs> at that point. 12-minute quarters for Thursday night I told you, if games. you really want Thursday night football, there's a way to do it without making it a strain on the players. Right. And you just lead into every Thursday night game, the teams are coming off a bye. Yeah. But can you do that? For all 18 weeks, no. But yeah. you can do it from like week 4 through week 16. And then, and then they don't play until after? Yeah, just right. like now. Yeah. Well, now,
3: but now you're saying there's kind of like a mini buy before and after. Right? Yeah. Well, that would be the weird saying? part. You'd have a buy. No, and you'd then have you'd a have buy a
2: before, break. and then yeah, you'd then then have the, the regular what you have now. After, no one ever plays Thursday and then Sunday. No. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying.
3: Yeah.
7: They'd have. I mean, the buy would. You'd have a week off, then you'd have another. So I mean, right. it would be kind of on an, an
2: island there in the middle. So like, if let's say buy start in week five. Right. So. Th- you have two teams on a bye in week five. And in week six, they play on Thursday night. So now they had the proper rest to get into that game. Yeah, It doesn't work perfectly because you can't have a game every week. And I understand it's all about money for them. And then they would never do it. But if you really wanted Thursday night football and you wanted to try to make it a little bit better for the players, less wear and tear, that, that there is a way to yeah, do it. You should never have a, a Sunday-Thursday game. But G- Goodell, as, uh, as Mad Dog likes to call him, Goudel, Um he he tells me that there's no data that suggests that that injuries are any, any more significant on Thursday nights. And I, I would just say, does that data include guys that don't play in the game because they're not ready after a Sunday game to play? They can't post uh, right. on Thursday I, nights? Isn't
9: it also just like the quality of the play, right? Because these guys are just <laughs> well, worn down. So it's not the same. It just doesn't well, – you can just tell that it, aesthetically it doesn't look as good. It's spoken
3: from a guy who's never played football at that level. Yeah, and, and what yeah. it
2: takes to play football at that level, it's disrespectful. And unfortunately – he had and i know i I think the kelsey brothers have both said that they love thursday nights because it's it's perfect the way it's set up you play on sunday you have walkthroughs no pads it's uh, you know you just you play in the game on thursday and then you get a a mini buy after it and as long as there's enough people like that 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 speak that way they're gonna they're gonna get away with it yeah i guess but Good for I Slater. I mean, he's a good
7: voice to say all those things, too, just as a – I mean, is he, at this point, is he the longest-tenured veteran in the league? I mean, he's got to be close to it. So that's good. Yeah. yeah.
2: God, was he good, though. Listening to him talk, like, the, like he was so measured. It wasn't a rant. It was so measured and thoughtful mm-hmm. that you couldn't help but take it, you know, take it to the bank. And and I, I don't have a problem with the touchback rule, but I do have a problem with them saying that it's in the name of player safety. Right. Yeah like that's and, that, and I think the, that's um, where where Slater's coming from
9: the returner on the Cowboys who I can't remember his name off the top of my head he was uh, the pro bowler in the NFC for returners last year he was like I'm not fair catching it like that's my chance to shine like I'm not <laughs> you know he said that they had the same rule in college and he never fair caught it in college so I, I'm still waiting to see I know there's a lot of we get questions every week in the mailbag what's this mean what's this going to mean for roster building Bill was asked about it yesterday I'm still waiting to see how many guys are actually going to fair catch it in season before we overreact because like marcus jones do you want him to fair catch it or do you want him to return it i want him to return it i think i
2: think what it's done is it's probably taken away the you know the chip kickoff like we're gonna just sky it as high as we can right try to land it at the 10 yard line because that's gonna get if
3: if the guy's got a good enough leg where he can get hang time and put it inside the 10 you're gonna have to fair catch it but
9: that's difficult to do off a tee Like it's one thing to punt it like that, but to do it off the tee, that's harder. And guy, you know, a guy like Cordell Patterson, you think he's fair catching it? No, he's, he's going to try to take it to the house. Like, and that's what I, that's why I, I, let's see, like if if we'll see what the fair catch rate is now pre -pre rule. And then let's see what the fair catch rate was this season and how much of it, if it's a 5% difference then we're not even going to tell, like it's not, we're not even going to really feel it.
2: And then, Slater having the information too, you know, like the injuries were on fewer fewer than one percent, like ninety nine over ninety nine percent, no injuries. Yeah. All right. Um. And then Bill had his
3: press conference before practice, and he was asked about the the lost OTAs, but that's all in the past. That's already in the past. Yeah. Yeah. No need to talk about it. Yeah. Nope. He took. Well, I mean, he did
7: take responsibility when pressed a little bit, but yeah, as expected. I mean, Tommy Curran went right at him, was like, you know. Should we blame Joe Judge for this? And I maybe mean, kind of just blame me. But yeah, we're off. We're off with the uh, with the bill press conferences and everything. Give a nice wave to the camera. I, th- I saw that that at the beginning. That was nice. The beginning
9: but. was as. That was as much smiling as I, I yeah. think I've seen him it's, it's kind do of in a long time. Maybe it's the off season. You know, yeah. it's no pressure right now with games and stuff like. Can I, that.
7: can I bring up one more thing though? I just I gotta say something bring about up as many things you want, Mike. About Cam because I just feel like all of a sudden he's got like a, a like a monitor. Like I feel like it's one of those situations. Demoted. Like, yeah, like and now and now, well, we're gonna now you got to be under this guy. Like I don't know. I just wonder what his what his headspace is like right now because. It's got to be a tough position to be in where you've been running the show for a couple of years and now you've got a, a, a big personality, I'll say, you know, kind of looks like back in that fold running. Things. Right. He'll be running the offense by, <laughs> by week three. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I do wonder that. And uh, and just the defense. I mean, we haven't really talked about yeah. the defense at all. Um,
9: Having gushed about Taekwondo. yeah either, I want
7: I'll set you yeah, I'll set you yeah, for Mapu gushing too, um yes. but I thought their their depth just stood out in the secondary to me like we without Devin, they've got some experienced guys back there. I know nobody wants to hear you know Miles Bryant was out there starting, but you know look, he's played a few years here, he knows what he's doing, so I think even without um you know without Marcus Jones there, without Christian Gonzalez there they were still able to you know roll some starters out there, had a rotation going on at the free safety spot. um I'll let Evan talk about Mapu, but I just I Interesting to me, Keon White playing outside linebacker, standing up. Standing up a lot. Yeah, yeah which, I which I, interesting. is interesting to me. I, I kind of envision him more as you know, hand-down guy, move him up around. And But if he's able to play on the edge and stand up a little bit and they can put him down, they can stand him up, I, I, my my, excitement a little yeah, bit has and gone my up. My initial thought bit.
2: was like, we keep talking about potential Dietrich Wise replacement for him. Well, I don't recall many times, if any at all, of Dietrich Wise standing up like just a couple of people, you know, right? Yeah, you, know, like, you know, there might be like a, a specific call that, you know, we're going to try for, to get him. You know, yeah. this defensive end because yeah. what we're doing, he's got to drop into a zone over yeah. there. Yeah. But I thought Keon White was more linebacker yesterday than defensive well, end Well, you know, yep. it's it's interesting because
3: you know, which like, I wasn't expecting. You know, yeah, they've I mean done either. this a lot in the spring, like. Just to see what a guy looks yeah, like—that's important. Cerebrally, yep. in a different position. You know, we know he can play inside. We know he can play hand in the dirt outside. Let's see what he looks like and how he reacts great point, to do this position. Great, great you know? point, especially
7: with what he's trying to do, which is playing on two yeah. feet. And how natural does he look? I mean, they praised how smart he is, but is he comfortable? Is he athletic? I mean, how how good is it? Is it a guy that or he can occasionally drop when we need him, or is he? No, this could be a real tool for us to, to build off of and use.
9: Yeah, I'd also say with with Keon, like, it'd be interesting to see what technique he's r- rushing from when he stands up because they'll use a lot of fronts where you're still inside the tackle, but you're standing up, and so he's not necessarily doing anything differently than he would with his hand in the dirt other than just the stance so yeah. uh how far out does he really go like I don't think we're gonna see Keon White as a wide nine like no. it's gonna be more closer inside into the tackle so it'd be interesting but uh yeah it would say June 1st it's one OTA practice and I'm already ready to call it with Marty Mapu <laughs> okay already ready to call <laughs> and, it and why they got a player here <laughs> uh two reasons main reason out there very first rep of seven on seven next to juan bentley which tells me that the coaches see it also not just you know what we saw out on the field they have plans for marty mapu that go beyond core special teamer and, and things like but he, that he, he's injured right he's in a non-contact jersey but still participating in some of the stuff that they were doing and it just you can't help but stand out uh, to you and at these types of things when they break the huddle for the very, very first seven on seven rep with Jonathan Jones and Juwan Bentley and the starting defensive line, and the rookie linebacker is right next to Bentley. Like that, not Mac Wilson, not one of these other guys that's been around, Tefi, whatever. It was Marty Mapu. And the, I think the biggest thing, it, all of this is passing, right? They don't do uh, any real running in these uh, camps. And his eye discipline, like he doesn't look like he's. Uh, Panicked or like not knowing where things are coming from him and from a route coverage standpoint. And he was on the ball. Like his eyes were always in the right place. He looked calm. And you could tell that from where you were
3: standing. Oh, yeah.
9: Yeah. Yeah. You can see, like, you know, with his his, it's really his headgear, right? His whole head, right? Like you can tell, okay, he's seeing the crossing route coming here. Then he's passing that off, and then he's picking up the next receiver in the succession of his basic, pro- pro- basically a progression, but from his point of view. And then when he sees where the ball comes out, that trigger is like immediate. And I I I just from where I was sitting, I, I could see it right away, could, and I, I think he's could, they got something. Could he here. be
3: that sideline to sideline linebacker I crave?
9: I think he certainly can be that in passing situations. I don't know if he's going to be an every-down linebacker as a rookie, but in those sub-packages as a coverage guy that comes in on second and long, third down, things like that, I I think that's the plan for sure. And that's what this time of year is when you really start to work that out. So, yep, ready to call it. Yeah, he did look light. I mean, he
7: looks thin. I mean, he doesn't look like their usual kind of guy. I don't care about that. small. Yeah. but Yeah,
2: yeah. I I agree with – the, the, his presence in uh, that was one of the most noteworthy things I saw in defense. I don't, I don't get into any of this other stuff at this time of year. You know, I, I, I kind of am looking at individual players and what they look like. Like Mike, I thought you talked about Mike Kasiki earlier. Yeah. yeah, you get to see you know, he's he is long, you know, and you know I've seen him play for Miami. You kind of know, but you now you see him. Yeah. kind I don't know why. Maybe it strikes you a little bit Practice. different. The kind of uh, I thought Keon White, same kind of thing. Like, well, whoa, he he fills out the uniform. You know, yeah, I met he him is, in person. He's a scary dude. He's man. a big guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's the kind of stuff I thought we we kind of talked about in some other individuals. Uh, Kevin Harris, I think yep. the three of that's us all agree. Yeah, we proud. thought he looked a little uh, svelte. Yeah. He looked like yeah. he dropped a few lbs. He's listed ex- exactly the same as he was last year. We'll see if we get updates as the summer goes on with with some of those numbers. Um, but I thought he was was quick and looked uh, and looked quick uh, looked good. I yeah, thought I thought he looked quick. I you know, thought he looked. I just. I mean, not talking about a performance because I think a lot of this, and this is why, and this is not to take a shot at Evan here with with Mapu because I think it is absolutely noteworthy, and I included it in my blog too that he was out there with Bentley right away. Clearly, they have designs on him beyond the special teams thing that I think he'll end up being. Um, but. I think a lot of this stuff that they do at this time of year is very scripted oh yeah and i'm not like that's why i'm not bill says all the time it's not for evaluation you know right. it's, it's, it's all it's teaching. all teaching and the other thing that fred brought up earlier with you know how bill likes to start guys doing different things i think that, you know that that's certainly a possibility for keon white certainly a possibility for city sow you know like i, I I'm pretty sure he could play guard let's Let's see if he can actually play tackle, you know, whatever. We'll line him up out there yeah. and do some of those things. And then Bill um, yesterday, when he talked to us before we went out there, he really specifically said how much, you know, changing and mixing and matching they're going to do. You know, guys might be out there together for one play. It might be five plays. Don't Don't read anything into it. So I'm trying to listen to him. I always say go by what he does and not by what he says, but I'm trying to do both at this time of year. But – Without question, what what Evan's talking about with Mapu is it was noteworthy just because I th- I think exacerbated by the fact that he's wearing a red non contact jersey, so he you know he's not even fully cleared yet would be my guess, and they want to get him out there, which yeah. tells me. They want to get him as much reps and yeah, experience. Yeah. to get him up to speed as they can.
9: He just moved well, and I'm not like looking at like, oh, he made this tackle yeah, no, or no. he made this pass break. Absolutely breakup. not. I, I didn't say. That. Yeah. But I think mentally, like they all, all the players at you know, talking to Jawan Bentley a lot uh, yesterday after practice, he said, "This is it, it's all about mental reps this time of year, right? Like what what are we supposed to be doing? What are our keys? What are our reads? You know, what are we looking at? And I think with Mapu, you could tell." Uh, that his eyes were in the, going to the right places and his body was going in in the right directions and that's not always the case. Like sometimes you get out there and these guys are lost or, or they're just covering grass and they're not actually influencing the play at all. And I, I didn't think that that was the case at all with him. But the biggest thing was, was that he was out there and, and how involved he was in the top package of the defense already at this time of year is, is usually very telling, especially for a rookie. Yep.
2: Yeah. Hope he's healthy. I just hope he's so healthy. I kind of, I kind of I, I did that, that sort of disclaimer because <laughs> At this time of the year, the three of us are, you know, we, we kind of get inundated with, you know, oh, wh- what about Trey Nixon last year? Like, I totally get yeah, it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I, we understand what this time of year is. We're just trying to tell you what we saw yesterday. Yep. Uh, you know, and these yeah. are some of the guys that stood out for us yesterday. Yeah. In Max' post uh, practice
3: uh, press conference, he used the phrase, we're on the same page at least once, maybe more. Uh, I don't think that's any. Uh, coincidence, normal. I think
2: calling know. it normal was the big one. Yeah, right. yeah. I, my takeaway was the word trust. Yeah, yep. trust four times. Yeah. yeah, it was three trusts and a trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, um, I went back and looked because yeah. that that kept ringing in my ear, and and I think, I think the message that he was trying to portray yesterday was that he's trying to earn back the trust of the locker room and the coaching staff, and in turn, I believe. He's also saying, and I need to learn how to trust them because yeah. I didn't last year. Yeah, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. Yep. The clean slate is a two-way street.
7: In uh, A bad relationship. You've got to learn to trust again, right? We've all been through that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, no, uh, Mike. What are you trying to say? <laughs> so
3: as a result? Sports <laughs> Illustrated has come out and said that the Patriots are going to win the AFC. I know Connor Orr. Let's
7: go. So seen that? Let's go. If, that, uh, that guy's special.
9: <laughs> if OTA practices <laughs> translate for Tyquan like Thornton, yeah. then, then maybe. Yeah.
3: Um, well, at least our quarterback is out there. The Jets' quarterback isn't even out there yet. He's too busy going as Taylor Swift.
7: Yeah. Uh, Booty. Just a quick comp. I mean, we saw a lot of Douglas yesterday. Not a lot of booty.
9: Yeah. And I would also like temper the expectations for DeMario Douglas for the time being. The people that he was out there with is important as much as the fact that he was out there. It's great that he was out there and that he was involved and and they were trying to get him up to speed in certain things that he's going to maybe be doing down the road. But let me just say this when you're out there with raleigh webb and that's and that's who you're going through the rep with yeah yeah. like that that i think is an indicator that let's let's tap the brakes a little bit like if you want to get excited get excited about taekwon like the you know a guy like demario douglas for right now is still in that ota rookie ota phase for me
7: we didn't get to see raleigh webb last year because he came in the middle of the year but my reaction was like Oh, he's a receiver. Like I had no yeah. idea he was like. I like he was one of those so special teams So it's funny because I am Raleigh Webb. <laughs> if you're looking to
3: insure your home car <laughs> or boat,
7: I mean that's what what is. I, the other thing though, I just wanted yeah. to, to to say though, is uh, you know maybe the experience at the Shrine Bowl helped Douglas a little bit. Yeah, and like he maybe just has a little bit more of a grasp of what's going on at this point. Because I did see some good things out of out of Booty just in some you know you catch some of the videos and. Uh, after practice, the things you might have missed, but it was weird because the long long portion, were like we're seeing a lot of Douglas out there, but where's yeah. Booty been? We haven't really. Yeah. Any... I don't know if he's hundred percent. All... Yeah, that's another potential factor too. That's yeah, like all the landmines we're trying to like negotiate around. Yeah, like OTA practice of injuries yeah. and you know.
9: I, I know. no look. I, I thought that Douglas, Douglas did what they asked him to do. That yeah. it, it wasn't like he went out there and you were like, oh my god, this guy's going to be a star. But he 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 was where he was supposed to be and he caught the ball right. And I think the one thing that. We knew he was small, uh, but I I, I wonder if, you know, sort of like a slot, like almost like how they're envisioning using Ty Montgomery. uh, Like that might end up being where he is long-term is more of like a slot, a gadget, gadget maybe even out of the backfield a little bit. I I do wonder with his size if he's ever going to develop into a true down-the-field receiver in in the NFL um, like he was in college, Uh, but he's still got – that juice to be able to add some things underneath the defense that might be important. Like if you get him matched up in space against a linebacker, like coming out of the backfield, like he's going to win that matchup. So uh, we'll see. I'm intrigued, but I I would just mention with the receivers, they only have like six guys out there right now because Juju wasn't there. Um, So (laughs) Raleigh Webb has to take reps at receiver. They're a little thin there. And I know everybody's going to, go to DeAndre Hopkins and be like, well, we gotcha. we might not be thin there, right? But uh, I think that even just adding another body there for training camp is in play. I think they only have, like, seven guys on the roster right now at that spot. So they're a little light there right are you, now. Were you counting Malik Cunningham as a receiver? I guess we are now. But, like, <laughs> are we counting Malik yeah. Cunningham as a receiver because that's actually the plan right. or, or they because just they just, just the don't guys. have any yeah. receivers? Right. Like, it, it, they really don't have a ton of wide receivers for this time of year. Yeah, that could be another one of your things, Freddie. Yeah, Malik
2: Cunningham. You know they probably think he's going to be perfect for a scout team quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, let's see if he can give you anything as a receiver. I, I, S- I, see, that I don't seems know.
7: like the theme that we're kind of tying all together. Is now is the time to just kind of put guys in positions? It and always just has see what their been. Why, is, why not? Why like? are they going to stop now? They've yeah, always the, done
2: it. The Eugene Wilson year. Yeah. You know, he played. And I always forget which is which first. But he played corner, corner in college, yeah, and then and s- they, I mean, or safety in college, and they put him at corner in the spring, and completely switched it when the season started. So it's like, know? what,
7: which of these things are going to stick? Because we know camp. you
2: can do what Brandon Merriweather was the same thing. He played both, mm-hmm. um, and then you figure it out. You know what? What's uh, what he's more valuable at? Yeah. All right,
3: eight five five Pat's five hundred is the Ace Ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Let's get to some of the phone calls here. We'll start with Patty and Agawam. What's up, Patty?
2: What's up, gentlemen? Hey, Patty.
10: Uh, So I wanted to touch on a couple things. First thing, um, Evan can corroborate this because I said this two weeks ago on Catch-22, and I'm not overreacting from what I read yesterday, but I did predict Mac Jones to be the breakout player of of this year for the Patriots team. Okay. And, um, Paul, you kind of touched on... What he was saying last year, and one of the things he said last year about the coaching staff was, "We're all learning together," which is, you know, kind of ominous if you think about it. And um, just hearing him talk and, and talking about right. you know, how he, is, how there is trust and and everyone seems to be on the same page. I mean, it's refreshing. There's
3: a clear yeah. delineation now. Bill O'Brien will be the teacher, and yeah. you will be learning. Well, I
2: didn't take uh, his. Press briefing as being as uh, overly positive as everybody, as a lot of other people did. Let's put it that way. Max Jones. Yeah, I thought the first thing he said was referencing like you know, oh, it's it's normal now. Like uh, he's still talking. That's about, positive. Still
3: talking about last year. Like I know, but if he thinks it's normal and if he's happy, that's that's half the yeah, job. I don't
2: know. They, they don't, don't want don't him know.
9: to talk about next last year. Then maybe the head coach should stop talking about last year. <laughs>
2: well, the head coach said that's in the past. Said it about seven times yesterday. Um, it actually was like yesterday, <laughs> you, you, you know what they say, happy QB, happy life, right?
3: Uh, I, Patty, I don't know what you're doing I mean, that's the – Yeah, the
2: whole, like, breakout thing, I think Mac Jones will be much better than he was last year. Like, does that qualify as a breakout? Like, Depends on I mean, if he was better than 21. Are we saying, like, no, he's going to – No, breakout is 4,000 yards and over 30 touchdowns. Or, or emerging as one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Like – Yeah. 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 I like I think if he returns to what he was, it's not really a breakup. breakup. But he
9: did mention and I think the best part about the presser for him was that he did mention that he's gonna be a sponge and that O'Brien has been to all these different stops and he put O'Brien with Steve Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin and like some of the other, you know, really big time. Offensive yeah. coordinators. The he's guys at. he respected. Yeah, he didn't. But, I mean, he like, was talking about Alabama at the time, so he didn't mention McDaniel's. But I'm sure he would put McDaniel's in yeah. the same. He did category. mention Dable. Yeah. yeah, Dable. Uh, it was another one. Uh, Mike Locksky who's a, a, a big time offense offensive coach. Um, so he mentioned all these guys in with the same breath of Bill O'Brien. So I do think he totally is embracing and understanding, like, I'm not going to be coaching anybody this year. Like, I'm not going to be telling anybody what to do like this. That's how I took it. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Well, you just think as a quarterback, you take normal for granted sometimes that your offensive coordinator knows what he wants to do, has a vision for the offense. He can tell every player what they're supposed to do on a play versus you come into a year where you're like, I don't think our coaches have a vision for what they want us to do. So I I think from that perspective it it puts a little bit more uh into perspective for yeah. me of what Yeah, he, he, was he going also mentioned Russia. that
9: Bill O'Brien commands the room. Yeah. And like yeah. the way he runs the room is is impressive. You can tell,
7: there's nobody who's going to like screw up route spacing with yeah. Bill O'Brien's watching, yeah.
2: you know. Speaking yeah. of that, um I thought Kendrick Bourne was was uh, much more active yep. um yesterday too. Did drop a ball up the seam. Yeah. He, did. Yeah. he did. Yeah. He did
3: with no contact.
7: Yeah, you just I just wonder you know,
10: what's going to carry
2: over footsteps.
10: with <laughs>
3: Uh, footsteps. Let's go to Todd, North Carolina. What's up, Todd?
10: Hey, guys. I know it's a silly season, and, uh, you know, everybody's predicting every different thing, and everybody's kind of, you know, got something strange. So I just want to hear who uh, Deuce's most current uh, man crush is on the field. We, we know <laughs> that he has one every year. I think for Evan it's Mapu. Oh. I'm, I'm not sure who, who, you know, Fred would have. and.
7: I do have him
9: up. Well, my man crush on the Patriots.
3: Stadium. Hmm, I had to think yeah. about that. Yeah, Drew retired. I,
7: I don't pick one in OTAs because I because I, I'm a start. defense guy. I need pads to come on before I can. You know. Oh, of course, right. Matt Lacoste. I just I like that was that. one I just felt in my heart. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I knew that's not a, that's not a great example. <laughs> that was my my first year here. Two years. Here. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> my first year here. That was who I got painted to. But I think probably at this point, Keon White. But I'm definitely. Interested I think I think I and, Keon and, and White Gonzalez. filled out a uniform. Yes, he filled out a
2: uniform. I was gonna
3: say, you yeah, know. Keon White could be the guy. He's got to earn my crush. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but I'm right sure, now, he's
2: going home to work. Yeah,
3: out. right. Right now, I, I would say Christian
2: Barmore.
7: Okay. I, yeah. I, I thought about him too. I mean, he wasn't yeah. there, but I, I just a guy that could really provide a boost that I don't think people are really yeah. anticipating. So now
2: we're talking about players like ability. Yeah, like, I think he's talking about like your just Derrick just Henry, like thing. stupid, oh, like, <laughs> like a stupid who, player. you like, who, oh. Oh. who am I attracted?
7: to? <laughs> I, yeah, actually like, can like, I can like, I amend like this? Mike, can I amend this? Can I put it made a B? beringer with the glasses i'm all i'm i think this is hilarious like i'm bothered we got one we got a punter with glasses on i'm ready to go i love it well you know
3: brandon spike's not here anymore so (laughs) i I like athletic people i like people
9: that move well me too and that's why Uh, mapu and and taekwon gave me a little little taekwon
2: Mm. yesterday the dynamic element um is what i i'm attracted to too but yeah you know I thought the two second-year running backs, both of them, Harris and Pierre Strong, too. Yeah, Pierre Strong caught a number of passes yesterday, um, in different formations, some screens, some a short lot of screens
7: stuff. yesterday. I mean, what would you think, Evan? Overall, yesterday, just what the offense was working on? Because it seemed like a lot of misdirection, a lot of yeah. like you know wide receiver screens, uh, you know, just not like conventional kind of stuff. Just seemed like more so special.
9: In the interest of not giving too much away so that Bill O'Brien doesn't get mad at me, uh, I think the biggest thing that you saw was the, sc- the screen periods that they were working on were clearly working on building those foundational elements because they're going to have complements yeah, off of those that. plays. So my guess is, is that some of the screens that we saw yesterday are going to be attachments to RPOs. And then they're probably going to then... Once you get the pads on and you add the offensive line to it and you add the run game to it, now that's where it all starts to build out from there. Uh, The other thing that I think really stood out was the amount of motion uh, that they were using, not shifting, but motion at the snap. Uh, More than enough times where they, they were motioning guys using that orbit motion when the player goes behind the quarterback and then coming out through the other side of the formation, which obviously create stress on the defense you know you go from this is a two receiver side to now it's a three receiver side and how are we going to cover that and react to that there was some play action some under center play action going on but it was screen it was quick game it was under center play action and that's what we all want to see I think from this offense I think we want to see those three things get the ball out take your your calculated shots down the field. But I think one of the biggest differences between this practice and practices that we saw last year, there wasn't a whole lot of holding the football. Like the quarterback wasn't patting the baby in the pocket, staring, like looking around like this. And then, you know, we, how many times did Mac Jones throw the ball away in practice? That's a really good point. (laughs) too. in practice, you're throwing the ball away
2: early, uh, earlier in the show. I had mentioned that I thought the offense looked, looked, you know, pretty good last spring too, but that's one area that was different is I think a lot of those deep balls to Trey Nixon that we talked about were plays that we all kind of looked at. I'm not sure they would have been able to get – there wasn't really any of that yesterday. Now, there wasn't anything really down the field. They had one deep seam route um, to Thornton, I think, that yep. took a little time to develop. But I agree with Evan. I didn't think the quarterbacks were holding onto the ball, padding it a lot, and you know having a hard time finding someone. They did occasionally, but – not like last year. I think that might have been a difference between the actual execution of the plays from this year to last year.
9: Yeah, they had one play in particular. The one that you were talking about earlier where Bill O'Brien was applauding what was yeah. happening. And they motioned Tyquan over to that side of the field. And I, what I think he was uh, applauding was that the routes got up the field and they were covered, but they they gra they brought the gravity right. They they brought those guys up the field, and instead of sitting there and waiting and waiting and waiting to see if the routes down the field were going to develop, Mac just dumped it off into the flat to Tyquan, who had space with just one guy over there that he could make somebody miss and turn up the field. And that the timing of the play and the spacing of the routes were what I think Bill O'Brien. Was applauding, you know. That's what we're looking for. That's what we want to do. Even if the downfield shot isn't there, we're not going to hold the ball for four seconds waiting for it to happen. We're just going to kind of survive the play. And we did at see. That point. Um, sorry, Evan. Um, no.
2: We did see a lot of you know the two tight end stuff too. Again, not wanting to get into what they were actually doing with that, but maybe more than maybe. than we saw last year with uh, with Henry and, and Smith. I think there was maybe a little bit more. Henry Kosicki than we yeah. saw last year. Yeah. We'll see if that continues. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian writes in from North
3: Carolina, uh, Evan is still suffering from recency bias. Let's not overreact to the Taequann looking good, <laughs> as we can remember Trey Nixon looked like Randy Moss. Totally tongue-in-cheek <laughs> things. <Hoping, laughs> this is awesome. Hoping yeah. he does improve this year, but let's relax on the hype of Thornton I'm seeing through Twitter. <laughs> Can you just enjoy it? Like, there's nothing wrong
7: with being I excited understand. at this but, point. Like, like, but this I is why like, I,
2: I I offered the disclaimer yeah, yeah. because I'm waiting for. This is what you said last. year. Right. Like, yeah, because last year when we went to practice, we told you what we
9: saw. Yeah, <laughs> just like we did yesterday. Sorry yeah. that Tyquan Thornton <laughs> was catching passes <laughs> yeah. all over the place yesterday. Does what else am I to supposed to, to, to say? It? I know.
7: Does anyone hey. listen to the show? We're like, well, Tyquan was really good yesterday, but. Yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah,
9: I, When I wrote about <laughs> it yesterday, I... I wouldn't read into it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I used Maurice... five here. Maurice Harris was my big one. In 2019, my first yeah. y- year covering the team uh, all year, you know, first OTA, first mini camp, all that stuff... I, I fell in love with Maurice Harris. I was like, you know, this guy's going to be a player for this team. Brady's like dapping him up after play. I thought like, he was definitely going to make the team. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And then like in August, he gets cut. Not like even, not, actually, not even not on even, cut at like, the last. No. no like, he did, like, the first didn't throw. even get close. So I get it. But with Taekwond, like that's the 50th overall pick in the draft. Like that's not Maurice Harris. That's not some like cast off that you're trying to make something out of. This is a guy that you are drafting high in the draft with real talent like with real tools at his disposal and it wasn't so much like the results of the plays it was how they were getting him open like how they were using him in the different ways that they were incorporating his speed into the offense it's not like okay yeah he caught a deep post in seven on seven like I'm not I'm not like gushing about that I'm just saying that the fact that they are getting him as open as he was on like I, I never saw that last year I never saw a guy Five yards behind the defense, and nobody within ten yards of him. Like I, that that was not happening as often last year. And in one practice, we saw him get open probably more uh, than we saw all oh. down the stretch last year. And so I've, Evan and
2: Mike will make fun of me because I got excited about one play. They just ran like the most routine twelve yard out that you've yeah, seen. I know yeah. every football practice you've ever attended at any level, they run that play, and I just think that's perfect for him. Yeah. like he has to make the cornerback backpedal with his speed yeah so instead of trying to like see if we can outrun five guys going across the field potentially getting lit up why not just get a guy on the outside and take the easy first down throws you know the drive starters that that they used to yeah. have back in the day with Brandon LaFell, just and those guys. LaFell right? you know yeah. um, Brandon Lloyd even even though I couldn't stand Brandon Lloyd he had a pretty productive season that year I I I like the idea of incorporating that. You know, if he can catch twenty of those, you know, and then eventually you beat him with double moves and stuff like that off of that. You don't have to send him across the middle all the time.
9: Yeah, that was I think what was the whole thing about the offense was you could see how these foundational plays that they're installing in the spring, the things that they could then uh, evolve off of that in six months you know yeah. when it really gets real and that's I think something that I that we never saw last year like there was no sequencing, sequencing okay. rhyme or reason no structure and now you can see sort of the bones of alright this is what they're gonna fall back on and then we're gonna build off of that uh, Ray in St. Louis says let's overreact
3: yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah I'm excited to see all the different reports coming from OTAs I really like how Mac talked yesterday he sounds more like a, a leader Like, he has more swagger, and I'm excited to see the guys rally around him. How did Kendrick Bourne look?
7: Yeah, well, Paul said He was active. Yeah, active. I I mean, I think with Mac too, it just – I mean, I was expecting that this would happen because he's just a kid. I mean, he's going to mature, and obviously the experience he had last year is something that can mature you pretty quick. But he just – it didn't feel like he was constantly running everything through – the is it okay to say this can i say you know like he just was conversational he made fun of tommy kern's hat a little bit like you know just you didn't really get that stuff last year he was just more so in it so you know concerned with making sure he didn't say the wrong thing or you know so that it just, i agree with he wasn't cranky him, at all just to see him get away from that and kind of just be calm and you know responding to questions and, and having a little repartee with the, re- the reporters um you know I don't know what it's gonna mean I I still don't I still have you know questions about the performance and crunch time with him and you know is he but I, I I have some positive juice going right now and that's you know all you can ask at this point I mean if you don't feel somewhat positive about your team at this point I think you're gonna be miserable all year
2: you have to have some sort of enthusiasm at least for the the newness of it all
7: especially with like these young kids who I mean like you know Thornton I know he's a second year guy but there's still a lot of potential there I mean he's you know a kid who can play and you know, though, to see that player, I mean, if there was one player you said, who's one guy that you think if you really popped in an OTA practice, you'd pick it to be, it'd probably be him. Just that's what they need. Everybody's clamoring still for, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, all of a sudden, hey, maybe if you've got a guy here that you found last year in, in the draft, that I mean, that's that's way better than going out and getting old ass wow. DeAndre and, and Hopkins. And
3: it's one thing you can see when they're in shorts is speed. You know, when a guy's fast, he stands out. I, I'll, yeah. I go back to that Bethel Johnson when he first got here and, returning kicks and you know zero to 60 like he was just different than everybody else yeah the the,
9: uh the clip that we posted on twitter of the the bomb to thornton is getting some negative feedback to say the least because it looks like there was nobody covering him and so it looks like it's against air so we're (laughs) we're hyping up a play against air it was in seven on seven and he ran by everybody right Right. and in these types of practices if he wasn't doing those types of things that would be a major concern because he is a four two eight guy that should be doing those types of things when there is no pads and there's no real contact. So if he what do you want us to say? Like if he was getting covered and everybody was all on top of him all the time all practice long, that would have been a bad sign. The fact that he was actually getting open means that we're at least on that baseline. Well, like we were at least past that eye test. Well you saw him uh Dust Jack Jones uh, once off the line. Yeah, right? the, yeah, the lateral movement off the line looked good yesterday. You know, just his press releases and his ability to get off the line of scrimmage. What I thought the route that that uh, Paul was talking about, it, it was you know that had some 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 dressing on it, some seasoning on it. You know, it wasn't just like, Oh, I'm just going to get to the top of the route and like lazily come through this break and running out. It was, I'm going to set up the out in the stem and then I'm going to snap it off and I'm going to create separation, spun the corner around. So uh, those are the types of things that you just want to see this time of year. Let's see what it looks like when the pads come on. No doubt about it, but it's, it's encouraging.
3: Rusty's in Arlen. He says, I genuinely am glad we're back to the overly positive coverage of OTAs like before. I think the wide receiver position will be the most interesting to watch unfold, and especially with Cunningham effectively being a wide receiver from what I've read. Uh, When Edelman was here initially, what was he doing in camp? Is there a chance one of these rookies or Thornton shows enough to push Parker or Bourne off the roster? Just seems like a bit of a logjam if Cunningham or Booty... Shows enough.
7: <laughs> so
2: so Evan just said they don't have enough receivers in, in camp. Now we got and many. now we have a log champ.
7: <laughs> no, I don't I don't think either of those guys can I, yeah, I, and
2: Edelman was a wide receiver um in his first camp. Now he mostly handled punts. He yeah. was returning a lot of punts uh, early on in his career, but he was a receiver immediately.
7: Yeah, go watch his football life. He talks a lot about that those initial days in camp, what Bill's like yeah. first
9: things saying to him. It's good stuff. We, we just we get a lot of that about like uh, getting rid of Devontae Parker or Kendrick Bourne. Like that's like the big question is, oh, like if this rookie receiver pops, like is that gonna push these guys off the roster? And I just I don't think the Patriots are in the position to be casting off playable receivers. Like Devontae Parker might not be special. He might not be a true number one, but he can play in in the league. Like in Kendrick Bourne the same thing. So are the Patriots really in the position to just say, like Actually, we're, we're too good now for you, Kendrick Bourne. Like, no. Like, they yeah. don't have that kind of receiver That was talent. the thing, kind
7: of reviewing some of the games again, was that the Parker was really probably the only guy last year that made – I mean, and I know he was hurt and, you know, he was in and out. But but he, throughout the year, made some big plays. You know, I, there weren't a lot of them, but I think a, a large majority were, were made by him. I, I I think they hang on to him.
3: Uh, Chris in Denmark wants to know why does it always sound like there's a truck backing up <laughs> in the background?
2: Because there is a lot of times there there are there's trucks a lot of construction
3: going on around here. Concert so setups, not surprising. Um, let's see, somebody had an OTA comment. Where was? It? Oh, here it is. Uh, Rick uh, writes in from Dallas. Oh, Rick. I love that they're using Mapu at linebacker at least for now, and hope he stays there too. I'm kind of disappointed. Cunningham spent most of his time catching passes. Like Evan, I was hoping they'd use him in a, as a developmental third-string quarterback.
7: Well, he did get some development. Uh,
3: three, I love that Mac. at least on the first day, was the clear-cut quarterback. Remember, it's the first day for us. Yeah, they they've, have, they've, they've had a had They've a been out there. Uh, question, why keep Joe Judge? I know Bill thinks he brings a lot to the table, and I'm sure his knowledge would be beneficial, but if the players have such a negative opinion of him, doesn't that negate his contribution? A leader can't lead if no one follows. Doesn't Bill risk losing the locker room completely by keeping him on the staff? I hate calling for a person's job, but the Patriots' motto has always been the team comes first. At this point, is Bill really putting the team first by keeping him?
7: Well, I think Bill believes that he's a a really good coach. I mean, I think you'd have to ask the players. You'd have to truly get a sense of is there lingering resentment towards him, and is his presence even on special teams this season still going to affect people like Mac Jones and – Kendrick Bourne and those kind of guys. But I think Bill has too much respect for Joe Judge and is going to keep him in the fold because he thinks he, thinks he
3: helps. All right, Paul's food is here, so we'll take a break. And When we get back, more calls and emails here on Patriots Unfiltered.
1: Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
11: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
1: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC.
0: Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, summer baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Verizon,
1: the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots.
11: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com.
1: You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions
0: apply. Member FDIC. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, summer baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu.
11: Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Fast Pro Shops, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar. Watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe. Or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com
0: some of the content of patriots on and now great moments in patriots history
9: i wasn't i wasn't born for for 85 obviously <laughs> but uh you know my dad my uncles you know grandfathers uh, they would tell me about stories about the that super bowl and they were just happy to be in that Super Bowl, and they knew they were going to get their blo- doors blown off by the 85 Bears. Like there was they no, were up three nothing. There was no conversation of whether or not they were going to win that game. But the Packers Super Bowl, they sh- they probably should have won the game just the way that the game unfolded. And to yeah. me, Parcells is is much to blame. I mean, Reggie White, like, can we we don't put a tight end over there, chip him, like, do do something.
7: This is all retroactive, every because how old were you in '96? Four. <laughs>
9: He's so mad about this. Like, you're <laughs> kicking off to <the> Desmond.
0: <laughs>
7: Little baby Evan uh, getting
3: yeah. mad, whipping his uh, blanket.
0: That's okay. another great moment from All
3: right. Back here on Patriots Unfiltered. 855-PASS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. It's Deuce. It's Evan. It's Paul. It's myself. Matt in the booth. We're here until 2 o'clock. And then it's Catch-22. Evan and Alex will
9: overreact even more. Barth and oh, How's yeah. Barth?
7: How did Barth take uh, yesterday's thing?
9: You know, uh, pretty good. I I think, you know, he he's sometimes a little bit m- more um tepid. Around this time of year, doesn't get quite as excited as I I do. Hate people, believe it or not, but yeah. Yesterday, I you know on Reddit, the Patriots Reddit, there's just like tweets like from practice and stuff that it goes goes crazy. And there's like a couple of things I was showing Barth of like well, Evan works for Patriots.com now, so, like, can we really take his analysis seriously? Like, <laughs> you know, he's on the payroll and I, all that kind of stuff. So may, maybe uh, maybe that influences me. Maybe it doesn't. Uh, Who knows?
3: Uh, uh, Andrew in L.A. So. still hasn't gotten his T-shirt, Matt. <laughs> yeah. So Matt, Matt, he can take apart a, park, a part of rocket launcher and put it back together, but he can't put a T-shirt in the mail. I'm well, pretty sure he
1: got his sent out to him.
3: Uh-oh.
2: Okay. All right. Well, he says he still hasn't gotten it. But so I have a question. Yeah. So on Catch Twenty Two, do we have Catch Fourteen today?
9: Oh, seven on oh, oh, seven. It's only seven on seven. Oh, I see Paul, what you're saying. Paul, deep dive there. That was, that was smart. Numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use that now. I'm wicked smart. Yeah, <laughs> use that now. We are okay. we are gonna do like twenty minutes on, on the the rookie specialist. I'm okay. sure. I am gonna so. go
2: back and have my French fries now. <laughs> Paul's food, Beringer. I'm sure the YouTube crowd is all over it. Uh,
3: oh, 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 they are. Ryan in writes in there's been a lot of talk about the linebackers in particular some of the faster guys such as Wilson Mapu and McMillan my question is uh, with McMillan going to season ending IR does that open up a spot for Mac Wilson people uh, speculated that if Mapu got some run at linebacker maybe that pushes Wilson off the roster curious of your thoughts.
7: I possibly. I mean, he was out there with with Rayquan McMillan too. out again. Yeah, he yep. tore, he t- blew his Achilles. I think he's on, last he's week, on so, injured. Last week, he's on reserve. Yeah, he's in. He's done for the year. So yeah, that's done. Uh, that's I, I I think Mac Wilson still kind of has an, an inside track just for depth and special teams. But you know, maybe somebody like Chris Board beats him out. But he was Mac Wilson was playing a little bit on defense yesterday. So I don't think you can totally you know write him off. I, no. I think they already had plans for Mapu anyway that probably were unrelated. But Tavai's
3: in that mix too. Uh, Cameron writes in, um, he's from Franklin, said, what, what, what was up with, uh, Bill Belichick yesterday? Nothing, nothing no, new. Same old. Uh, and also what are some positive differences from this year's first OTA compared to last year's? Well, we talked about it. I mean, it just looked a lot smoother. Yeah. Um, everybody, as Max said, was on the same page. Uh, they were ready to go. It looked like a NFL offense from the get go. Not that at this time last year it didn't, you know, because we had really no idea, but you, you. You saw Bill O'Brien. There wasn't any questions about, well, who's got it, the radio? You know, it, it was Bill O'Brien. He's calling the offense. It's going to be his offense. There's no doubt about it. Everybody's on the same page that way. Um,
9: that was refreshing, not yeah. like having to go into the practice and be like, who's calling plays? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And like right. finding all the coaches. Like right. there was just you just knew where everybody was supposed to be, and that's where they were. So yeah. there, that was awesome. No huddle back up and run it again.
7: Yeah. No.
9: No, David Andrews in the middle of the offensive huddle, what are screaming at people. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, Kobe writes in, you guys all know way more about football than I ever will, but last show, not. Not me. when you were talking defensive strategy and personnel, I couldn't help but wonder what Belichick would think if he listened to an episode. Uh, oh. I, I kind of know what he would say. Yeah, me too. Uh, would he think you are morons who have no idea about Probably. what you're talking about, or would you say, wow, these guys make a lot of sense and the things they say are accurate.
9: Probably the first one. <laughs>
3: yeah. But it's also, I mean, like, it's
7: just football. It's not like this right. is, like, it is ke- just organic chemistry that, you know, you like, there's routes
3: that you run and timing. And well, even Bill ta- tells a story that, you know, like, people call him this defensive genius and his, his father wants a genius all you do is walk up and down a sideline <laughs> I mean that's his father that said that yeah you
7: know? yeah no I, I mean I think I mean that's you know obviously a passion for Evan and, and certainly not as much for me but 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 a passion and something that was in uh, you know motivator for me to get involved because I just wanted to know more about the game but I think you can know more about the game without being able to like break down a playbook and tell you everything there is to know but you know you start to pick up what different coverages are and You know uh like you know field and boundary and you know the strategy that goes behind those kind of things and you know i I just i think it's fun you learn every year i mean that was you know i think what was fun last year about having evan come aboard is you know you 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 look at things a little bit differently maybe you learn some things and you know it's it's just a well one of the
3: great things about football but also the toughest to evaluate individual players is none of us know really what the assignment is on every play We, we you know from the look of it you can kind of guess but you don't know, like, if a tackle's all of a sudden blocking no one, that might not have necessarily have been his fault. Right. You know, it
7: could have just been a, a mess up on the protection but, call. And but it they looks slide that way. The wrong way. It looks right? that yeah. way. You
3: know, um, but we don't always know what the blocking assignments were, um, what a receiver was really supposed to do on a given play. Why two receivers ended up in the same place? Well, whose fault is that? We don't. We don't know. We can guess, but yeah you know Coaching. we don't we don't really know.
9: I try to my best not to place like blame on players as much as I can because of that exactly like i i you yeah. don't know now, I could tell you like what the defensive structure looks like it should have been or what the route looks like it should have been and or if it was successful like that, which is much more fun. Yeah. I can tell you why it was successful, but I'm not gonna say, oh uh, you know. Miles Bryant blew his zone here, or you know Jack Jones blew it here. Unless if it's man to man, and he gets beat, he gets beat, right? right. But you know, in terms of the the nuances, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's. But that's what makes
7: football so cool, I think. Well, that's and that's why there can be what fifty people out there covering practice yesterday, and and right. everybody's you know. Had, I mean, a lot of things, a lot of overlap. I'm sure people are reading other things, but yeah. you know, and there's ninety players,
2: guys you know. out there, and sometimes you're watching something different, and someone will say. Well, I thought so and so looked good doing this, and you're like, wow, really? I, I really didn't even notice that guy because right. you, didn't. Yeah. you didn't. You weren't watching something that he did.
3: Yep. Yeah. Uh, 855 past 500 is the East ticket hotline. Let's go to Dan in Florida. What's up, Dan?
16: Hey, can you guys hear me? Yes, we can. Yay, yeah, hey, how's it going, y'all? How you guys, How you guys doing today? Good, good. good. Hey, so I got three things for you guys. I want you guys to uh, get you guys to stop on these three things. Uh first thing is uh did you guys hear about uh Ramondre Stevenson being named to the all uh all I think it was the uh they called it uh he was named to the all breakout team for twenty twenty three. Who's whose
3: whose list is this? Uh this is on um, Patriot's country. Patriot's oh. country? Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're really they're really going out on a limb. I mean <laughs> that's a
2: very I love me some Ramondre Stevenson. The guy did rush for a thousand yards and and caught yeah. for like another five hundred yeah. like four and change anyway oh, it's a breakout yeah, season. They got, like
16: they got him they got him listed for a thousand forty yards and five touchdowns on the ground okay. Five.
9: Okay. so, in, so other words, the he, uh, oh. in other words same season in other words <laughs> what he did last year <laughs> he only has five yeah, touchdowns and this offense is in trouble yeah,
16: yeah i think he i i like Ramondre. and then the other two things what do you what do you guys think about uh, uh the new tight end Anthony, I don't, I'm pronouncing his last name. For For sure, Furkshire. For Furkshire. For For sure. what, what do you guys think about him kind of using him like how uh, Josh McDaniels did with the with the uh, fullback? But I don't want him to be a traditional fullback. I want him to be like, I don't know if you guys. H back, yeah. With, yeah, like how Kyle check with the 49ers, how they use him in the passing game, kind of go out there on some screen, maybe some bubble plays, block a little bit, but also because. I don't want it to be predictable where every time we have a fullback out, every team in the NFL is like, okay, they're going to go run. Um, yeah. So I wanted to kind of like mix it up. They throw him out on some bubble screens, and they get him out there going outside, kind of basically being like a Kyle Juszczyk. Um, I, don't, I don't think he's as
7: whatnot. good as Kyle Juszczyk. Uh, I don't think they're going to have I think he's a depth. No. I think he's a depth guy. I think if he's playing, it's it's probably a bad sign that Siki sicky and – thornton and those guys you know douglas like like but he does have a a little bit of a fullback
2: background so So if
7: gesicki
9: gets hurt or hunter henry
7: gets hurt in camp and you need an extra body he might he's probably the next guy up over matt sokol or or scotty washington or they
9: did use that at alabama they did use last year like a fullback slash h back player barth would know the guy's name i I, I, he's uh i'll be listening to catch 14 later yeah yeah, you you know i can ask him later but yeah he he uh they did use that player, and I think one of the things that they were maybe doing yesterday, maybe they weren't, but oh. um, they maybe is this, were. Is, is this clinician? Uh, they is what I mean? they were motioning players into the blocking structure on screens, right? So it was adding on blockers onto the screen, and I saw one example of exactly what you're talking. I don't. About. Maybe yeah. maybe that is something that that first curve, first. Uh, could do better than Harvard guy than Hunter Henry and, and Kesiki, maybe. maybe. We'll see. I'm getting ahead of myself uh, on that one though.
3: Paul's in Vancouver. What's Not up, tight. Paul?
9: Hey, Fred. How you doing today? Good. Good. Um,
10: okay, I want to. Uh, I'll ask you a couple questions. I want to get to my questions today. But you know, with the reti- with retirement of Devin McCourty, it's an interesting fact about the Patriots roster now. That we have zero first round, second round, and third round picks signed to a second contract on that roster right now, like our own pick,
17: yep.
10: not a single one. Yep. And hmm. I find it's that really quite interesting in a roster building thing. And I actually managed to find a study on the internet about like uh, this kind of thing: who re-signed second contracts, what are those percentages? And I found out that. For first round draft picks, thirty one percent sign with their own team, and fifty percent sign with a different team. The second round, twenty four percent, forty three for a different one, and round three three, sixteen. So, when I'm kind of thinking about, you know, I always just want the Patriots to build a new core of players. So, here's my question: What current players do you want to resign? And what do you think is the likelihood Bill will do it? Because I look at a player like Josh uh, Uche, I don't agree with Evan that he's a, quote, elite pass rusher. I believe he's good, and I I do agree with Evan that you need somebody, a specialist like that with that kind of skill in today's game, but I have no hope that Bill's going to match what the market's going to pay for those guys. So, yeah, that's a good— And, it's a, and is yeah. there any
2: reason, player the exact point that you that
10: I mean. think you really should have— yeah. Those are my questions.
2: Okay. Yeah. Thanks, I, Paul. I would say Kyle Duggar Thanks. would be my pick yep. for yep. his answer. Um, yeah. I think it's probably between Duggar and Uche, but yeah. for the reasons that eh, I, I do agree, Evan. I think that's kind of what Evan's I hope Bar- take on, on Uche is. I hope, my, you know, I hope Barmore gives them a reason. Yeah, I agree 100% yeah.
7: on that. And, I, I mean, I'd put him almost near the top. I mean, I think he's got the potential to be, like, yeah. that true disruptive guy. And the reason
2: it's zero right now is very easy to go back and just look. They've missed on draft picks, right? Yeah. It's not like a lot of the guys that right. they didn't sign to second contracts are, are dominating up, right. around the league, right? You know, they they missed on you know Nikhil Harry, he's out of the league, right? You now. know, I mean Isaiah Wynn just signed for Peanuts um, to compete in Miami, and he was available for a long time. Like Sony Michelle's been like kicking around Sonny now. Sonny Michelle it's like a not on a team. Even yeah. on a him team, him and Nikhil Harry are both not on a team. So those whatever. Eighteen, nineteen, yeah, drafts. Like those are the guys that should be on second contracts now. Yep, right. And we'll see the twenty, the twenty draft. Owenu Duggar, Uche are all candidates. Yep, yeah. And we'll see if any of them
7: get retained. I mean, that call is just the heart of the matter of why they are where they are right now. They don't have, they didn't draft those players. Yeah, they and and again.
3: The difference here is it's not a matter of the Patriots simply not resigning guys. And like Paul said, then they go on and it's a miss. Rightly so, they haven't felt they should resign them, and they were right. But that begs you know, that the, the problem is they haven't drafted well. Now, right? if you
2: want to go back further than that, but at this point, those guys would be cycled out. I think there were opportunities to sign guys that they didn't,
9: like the Trey Flowers.
2: That'd be a good example. Trey yeah, yeah,
9: Trey Flowers comes to mind. Yep. Not, he didn't necessarily go to, on to have a great well, that's career the with the Lions. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but he's good. I mean, he signed yeah. a big-money contract. So the only he guy did. that he on this good. team, I mean, Juwan Bentley did sign a, se- a second contract, just to be fair. Yeah. I know he's the only one, but, yeah. like, just it's not was zero. A, he was a fifth-round pick? Yeah. yeah. So he, yeah. Said he, he was only going the top three yeah. rounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't hear that part. And also with, with Uche, uh, the, the, the league pays for sacks. Like, whether they're they're sacks against Arizona or they're sacks against whoever. And that's what
2: I think his point yeah. pa- is Paul, right, in Vancouver? Yeah,
9: the, the, the league is going to pay. If he has another double-digit sack season, yep. he's going to get double-digit money in the open market. So that's just the I, way it works. And then you
7: just wonder what another team thinks about him because he's doing kind of the same thing he did here in college. Is there really any reason for another team to think we can we can play him. We can pay
2: him a lot, and we can play him a lot. No, but know? I think Evan's right. You don't have to envision him having a bigger role. But I envision him getting double-digit sacks as that guy for me, like a closer, yeah. kind of like Vaughn yes. Miller. Like, yeah, I mean, probably not. I mean, not that, that good, but, but that role, right?
9: That's what you're but, hoping. Well, but some yeah. some teams though, like especially four-three teams, have that like designated pass rusher role that's on the field all the time. So it's not yeah. uh, here you're asked to set the edge. Like that's a, a big part of that assignment. Could be
2: like a Shaq Barrett,
9: right? Yeah, yeah. that's a good example. Yep. yep. Um, let's go to Joe in Connecticut. Hey, Joe
10: oh hey guys hi, hi. Joe. um i got a quick uh kind of off-season question nice. um how, per- just personal opinion from all you guys how how do you personally feel the team handled brady's departure are you happy with how that went because personally i wasn't i think we had you know the greatest quarterback of all time
13: and yeah i i i, know, I feel like mean i think you know? i
2: think we've been i think we've been over this yeah, for a couple of years' worth of shows at this point You but think yeah i I felt <laughs> and I think Fred agreed with me at the time that I understand that from a logical standpoint, what the Patriots did made sense. Fred and I wanted to see an exception made. I just felt like this is a guy who had done so much he deserved to continue to play until he showed obvious signs of not being able to play anymore and writing his own story on the way out. And we weren't happy. Right? Am I am I speaking for you, Fred? Yeah, I wasn't I, happy. You know, like but How be happy? like I felt at the time it was inevitable. Like
3: Brady wasn't gonna get you were kind of happy. Brady wasn't gonna get the respect Shh. he felt he deserved and you know, Bill and Robert. Yeah. You know, both felt okay Let's let him go. Now, remember, you know Robert made that agreement that he wasn't going to franchise. I mean, yeah, put the tag on him, and I think that was a big concession. That was that was his way of saying thank you. I'm I'm not going to force you. I'll never trade you. He said that openly, and I'm not going to put a tag, and you'll be able to leave, you know, a free man. And I think that was Robert's give goodbye yeah. gift to him. But yeah, it wasn't good. I mean, and obviously, you know, now. Uh hindsight's twenty twenty, it was the wrong move. Yeah, and I'm not yeah. going
2: off of what he did. Right. I'm I'm going at the, time. At the and, time. And I think Fred and I both said, I mean, how can you know, why would you pull the plug on this era any earlier than you needed to? And look, there were signs in nineteen. I don't I understand that they didn't have a great offense. We've gone over all the personnel issues that they had in, in twenty nineteen. Tom Brady didn't play very well. With what he had, he didn't play very well. Wasn't very happy. I don't think he was – yeah, I don't think he was really all in um, emotionally and and, and all the things that he normally did so – I understand what, where the Patriots were coming from. I just disagreed with it. That's all. Yeah. I just
7: felt like by 2019 the ship had kind of sailed. Like, it, like it, it had already been kind of written. Like it was
2: too late. I, to well, save that's it the by thing. I think. Like, I, I think, think the I, groundwork I, had been laid before yeah, that. Like, yeah,
3: five I, I, years.
7: Five years know. of groundwork. So yeah.
2: Joe was hung up. He calls
9: uh, in to talk about something that happened three years ago, and then he hangs <laughs> no, no, up. Not the first I, one. I, not the first I, one to but, tire but, you of us. Listen,
3: you know, I just think at the time the rift between Bill and Tom was just too great. Like. Bill was never going to, like, all of a sudden say, all right, Tom, you're our guy for the next three years and we're going to give you $30 million a year and we're going to give you, a you know, a WR1 and all that. That just wasn't going to happen. If it had happened, I think Brady would have been back all in. I think he would have been back here and I think he would have, you know, been re-energized. But that was never going to happen, so I think the split had to come. Yeah. You know? I just think it's weird how... They won a Super Bowl in
7: 2018. Like, and, and, and at that point, it wasn't quite like this is getting to be the end. But they won a Super Bowl even when things were kind of falling out. I'll just say the only thing I do wonder, and it's been brought up a ton, but had they not missed on the Nikhil Harry pick? Had they drafted a receiver that Brady was like, hell yeah, I'm reinvigorated. This is fun throwing to A.J. Brown or Debo Samuel. It, it you know, maybe that, that might have changed difference. the it, course. It might maybe. have a little It, it bit. could have. But
3: it they still have. needed to pay him. They still and that's why needed to pay
2: him. The reason for his pissiness in '19 was less about Nikhil Harry, right. as it was about what they had done to him before that, yeah, right? Sure. It's like I want another Super Bowl, and it's still not enough for this. You guy. can't give me a you know a relatively long contract for
3: market money. You're you're not willing to do that after all that I've proven for you. I, I get it. I get it. You know. I also get you know. The age and all that stuff, but, like, this guy's different. He's different.
9: C- could we play a little game? Yeah. What would happen? What would happen? Ooh, we still have not moved on from this. Would you
7: like to play a game? <laughs> um What, like, what do you, like, let's just play it out. Like, what happens 2020 or 20, sorry, whatever, February 2020, they move on from the coaching staff. They say we're going to keep Tom Brady. We're putting just everything into Tom Brady. We're going to bring in a Move new coach. Move on from
9: their coaching staff. Yeah, like, let's just, they,
7: they chose Tom. I like, didn't see
9: that
2: coming.
7: In 20, you know, but after 20 I feel like
9: Josh McDaniels would have been the coach. Okay, sure. That, I mean, that's what that's, we're playing. That's, that's what we're playing. The, but, you know, this,
7: well, how does that play out? Brady's got three more years. You know, do they get back to the Super Bowl, you
3: think? Or do they, you With know. With Brady, we, anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I like, it is. You know? It's just an have interesting seen, I get well, it. It's a, a sliding door. A re energized Brady,
2: like, they did. You did this for me. I mean, The 2019. He would be all in. <laughs> <laughs> Whose honor?
3: Whose? Your honor. Your family's honor.
7: <laughs> Andy brought that up yesterday. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a like you know sliding doors kind of thing of, of what they would have done with with three more seasons. I mean, even after that 2019 team, it just. I mean, we all know what the 2020 team felt look like. You know, like it, was there any way that they could have somehow made it work a little bit? You know, I, always it's always hard. A way. It would have been really hard. But you but. had
3: two. Very, I don't want to say stubborn, but set in their ways, Get people in Brady and Bill. You know, they, you know, and it just wasn't going to work. Yeah. Demir Bird wouldn't have moved the Brady's needle. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's hard to imagine that team getting back. Based on what we saw personnel wise in 19, it's hard to imagine that team getting to the Super Bowl in 20 with Brady. Now, the other thing, you, you can look at what actually did happen. You know, with 20, we had to reset everything, and, yeah, you know. We right, were, right. So would that have been a reset year even more exacerbated by the fact that you had to re-sign Brady and give him $25 million, which reportedly was what he was looking for? And So, no, I don't think they would have. Yeah. Like but bar- I agree with like Fred. I mean, you <laughs> can't rule more? it out.
3: Just $25 million, that's it? Uh,
7: oh, Neil, God.
2: Neil in New Brunswick, uh, I caught a little
3: of the playbook with guest hosts Sean from Vancouver and from no- Todd from North Carolina. Sean, I thought did great. He was honest, not afraid to give his opinion. He even had some jokes. Todd was Todd, the Eric of callers. <laughs> uh, oh wow. oh wow, we like the, we like the caller on caller. Crime. <laughs> we do that way. We don't have uh, to yeah, do yeah. it. I was quite surprised by Fred on Tuesday defending Joe Judge so much. Can't we just say thank you to him, like we were instructed by Fred on Matt Patricia, and move on? The Giants <laughs> nice. did you a huge favor taking this guy from you, and you bring him back. Why? We talk about Bill trending towards players who would be suited for the NFL game 20 years ago. Does he have the same flaw with coaches?
9: I think uh, for me, the the thing with Joe Judge with Bill is that, like you said yesterday, he, Joe Judge knows football. Like Joe Judge is a, a good football coach in the respect of... He understands X's and O's. He knows techniques. He know like he knows the game, and he's experienced in that regard. I think the one disconnect that I think we all see with Joe Judge that maybe they don't agree with or just don't think is true or whatever is that he like the the people person. Like he's not. He, it's a it's a personality thing. It's a relationships thing. Uh, no one's denying that he knows that Joe Judge is a, an experienced. Good football coach. You've been coaching football at the NFL level for 15 years. Like no one's saying that that's not the case. I, I just you wonder about him. And, and yesterday, I, like, I gotta admit, like hearing him barking out orders and stuff like that again, I was like, Ugh. like I, I don't know. Like that's just not. It's just not really. You look at how the other other coaches do it, even just on this team. It, you just don't hear that type of stuff. Well, I don't know. Special teams
3: has always been that way. You know, they get their moment. You know, okay, sevens and sevens and special teams. You know, and and they have to make <laughs> no. They honestly, they have to make the most. <laughs> that's fair. They have to make the most out of that time, and it's always like one guy barking. You know, and I, I will. Yeah, I will say yeah, this that for fresh. That's fair. for fresh point.
2: Brilliant. Um, for special teams, just by definition, it's more spread out. So you do kind of have to have a yeah. little bit of a louder voice. Yeah. But I, I I, also think what Evan's talking about is true. It's like there's a difference <laughs> between like Brad Yeah, you, know, you know, you need to know who to block. Like you could hear his voice ringing through the, the, the stadium. Right. But with Joe Judge, it just always seems like he's screaming at somebody.
9: And like it, it's just it's about everything. Like yeah. it's one thing to just say like, like hey, you go. I over said th- no tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just like he's yelling at everybody all the time.
3: (laughs) Uh, Spee and Fresno, for each of you, what one feature of Matt's game is most important to improve if he's to notably exceed his rookie season performance? Uh, What one? I don't know, performance under pressure.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I would too. Pocket presence slash
7: games on the line.
3: Poise. How do you plunder pressure? I I would say with that comes the recognition. You know, like. Under pressure, are you recognizing what's yeah. happening? Yeah, and you're on point. You
7: know. So you're
9: talking about, like, clutch.
7: Yeah, but, but just I but mean, also, it doesn't even have to be, like, game-running drives. It right. just has to be, like, look, the tenor of the game right now is that your team needs to drive. Like the and four
2: quarters of, you know, like Minnesota last year. Great, and then nothing in the fourth yep. quarter. You know, four quarters of yep. high level.
9: I just wanted to, because I also think that performance literally under pressure is something that he could be a lot better at. So oh, yeah. I just wanted to... yeah clarify the lines. But I there. think
7: like, look, you know, and, and maybe he's looking for like arm strength or, you know, like those kind of like technical, like, you know, physical attributes. I don't, none of it matters. Like it just performs the like, ball well he, enough. He throws the ball well enough. He has enough, you know, athletic talent to play in the, he can, Matt, can I don't play know in this league. It. Matt can play in this league. He throws the ball. Well, he enough. can play in this league. I, I will say that he if he's given
2: the, the structure league. around him, he, he throws the ball well enough to get the job done. Yeah. Now, can he do, if it breaks down, I don't think he has that skill set. I
9: think like when you look at guys like Kirk Cousins or Jimmy G or Derek Carr, like I think Mac is in the same physical ballpark as as those types of guys. Uh, But you know those types of guys don't always have what Deuce is looking for, right? They don't always have the moxie. So
2: yeah, I would say uh, though, I I think that's a, a pretty good group that you just came up with off the top of your head. I would say just player for player, I would put Jimmy G and. Car athletically ahead of Cousins and Mac and I would yeah. probably put Mac fourth on that list in terms of overall skill set now where he makes up for it hopefully we're and we'll see it yeah. you know is, is with his aptitude yeah. and, and his ability to understand what they're doing and that's the thing if that's a superpower let's see it yeah now you know, under pressure what's his decision making for like? as inconsistent as some of those guys have been now I don't think Cousins has been great under the gun. Now he has some like last second wins under his belt, but not big game no. wins under I mean, his maybe belt. Maybe
7: the one against the Patriots was the biggest one. <laughs> right. Derek
2: Carr is a guy who has been pretty good in tough spots at times, just yeah. not consistently enough. Jimmy, it's all health. Yeah. So that's a, that's yeah. a different right. sort of, I just bucket. wonder
9: like, and this is a, could be a question for the panel. Like if, if Mac, let's say Mac ends up being Kirk cousins, like that's, would you rather 10 years of Kirk Cousins or would you rather keep trying for the Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, well, right? B. Well,
3: well yeah. the thing is – But like, I'm biased. I'd rather, <laughs> You guys know what I think of Kirk Cousins. If Kirk Cousins had Bill Belichick as his head coach, would he have had have won yeah. a championship by now? Yeah. No. I don't that's know. The, that's the, no. Then I then I want to keep – I, you know? I don't know if he would have won a championship.
9: I don't know if he would win a championship. But I think Bill with Kirk Cousins is a playoff team every year. Like I think you're. I mean, the Vikings are a playoff team almost every well, year with yeah, Kirk Cousins. That's what so, I mean. I would so agree. I just. But I
3: want championships. You know, I want yeah, a quarterback who's good enough to. You know, doesn't have this guy. I want. A, I want a quarterback who can win us a championship.
9: Yeah. Do you, and, and I am assuming the panel thinks that Kirk Cousins can is not capable. No, I don't and I'm know. not disagreeing. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm saying.
3: I'm saying if he's. I good, think
9: I'm probably lower on Cousins than the panel. If Bill can win a championship <laughs>
3: with him, then I'm okay with Kirk Cousins. I, I, but I mean, you're
7: saying no. Yeah. I've got recency bias like I always do, but Kirk Cousins played out of his mind against Patriots last year, so I no, I, no, I the, just watch against other teams. <laughs>
9: That's <laughs> yeah, the thing, yeah, though, that. is like – and the reason why I bring up Kirk Cousins so is I, I think that <laughs> How do you look he's How the Giants in the
2: playoffs at home?
9: He's a pretty volatile yeah, quarterback. Yeah. I think you either really think he stinks or you, or you think that he's better than people think. And I don't necessarily know if I think he's better than people think, but I think he's good enough and i just look at mac and i think that he can be you're
2: probably right about cousins he's probably good, good enough. enough
9: yeah yeah especially when you're throwing to justin jefferson I'm, like you know it's, i'm okay well, with a good enough, enough quarterback, right. quarterback
2: if but he's probably as, yeah.
9: is my stubbornness
2: aside he's probably good enough i just think he's one of those guys that What do I need him for if I have everything else? I can put anybody in there, right? And I would say anybody's good enough, you know, short of like Zach Wilson.
7: I mean, he's the poster child for this kind of quarterback, like you know, just like used to be
2: Andy Dalton, the minimum
7: acceptable guy that you can talk yourself into that maybe we have a chance
2: to. You know, Andy Dalton's another great one. You know, those Bengals teams that he inherited his first three, four years were excellent, excellent teams. Yeah, and everybody was like. He's really good. I fell into it. Yeah. So I'm not even making fun of anybody. I'm making fun of myself. I, I thought he was part of that. Now, the rest of his career has told us huh, he was along for the ride. Right. Like, based on what he's done since he's not had that kind of yeah. ability around him. And I think Justin Jefferson's a, yeah. probably a well, pretty cause, good cause I, top there. I,
9: I, I, I tend to lean, you know, into the Mac Truther side of things. Like, I tend to be on Mac's side on a lot of things. But even I can recognize two years in that – Is Mac ever going to be a generational, like elite MVP caliber quarterback? Like, I I don't think so. Is he ever going to be the reason you win?
2: Right. You can
9: put it that way too. Like, and you might say that's
2: okay. I don't need my quarterback to be the reason I win. That's. I think Bill would probably subscribe to that
7: I can't talk myself into that but what I could talk myself into is that maybe it just all clicks and they get the right offensive coordinator they might not have a number one but they've got enough variation in their receivers and backs and weapons and all that stuff to make it and you know that it all clicks at once and there's nobody who's the superstar but you know I still I still think that that is possible but I, I, I honestly I question it now in this league with you know guys like Mahomes and you know, just the talent level at the quarterback position and how quickly teams can yeah. score. And I mean, it's just—it feels like if you don't honestly go into the playoffs feeling like our team could maybe score at any minute if they had to,
3: like they—we're a play away to score. Like, I just—I don't. It's hard to win in the league this year if you don't feel that way. You don't have that. Uh, David writes in: It's the off season, so it's the only time to ask these questions. Fred has a laptop in front of him, and it looks like Evan has a mouse and keyboard in front of him. Well, not right nope. now. I was just wondering what those were for. Did you have well, them I'm before? reading your email. <laughs> off of it. That's what it's for. Another note, maybe you should give Mike a keyboard so he can stop unscrewing that pen. Uh, I, dude,
7: I, I'm so conscious of, like, I fiddle. I fiddle with this yeah. thing. Yeah. I fiddle with this
9: thing. I guess thing. he thinks I my, f- my else. phone was a mouse, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh um, yeah I kind of I could see with the Death Star Yeah 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 yeah
7: I try I like to have my just a roster so I have like a visual cue of guys Yeah names you're, you're, that I a, need. you're a
2: printout guy I just that's all I yeah. need in
7: front of me in case I'm trying to think of like somebody's like who a player and then I can but yeah, otherwise I, I don't like to have stuff to get I'm distracted I'm big
2: I'm with Mike I'm big on having the stuff in front of me when there are specific things that I f- feel will come up oh, in the show I love you do printouts and, so I have, and I you have and I have because sometimes like there's this some glasses on Grandpa needs the readers Hold please Yeah so Sometimes, you know, this, I knew today we were just going to be talking about what we saw yesterday. Yeah, so so I didn't, you know. It's all up in the that's steel fi- trap. That's in the steel trap. Now, asked me about it in three weeks. Forget about it's it. It's gone. You asked me about what about happened it. in 2002's OTA. Right. 2002 OTAs. OTA. I mean, that was great. You know. Rashad Baker, the touchdown maker. I'll <laughs> tell you about him.
3: Uh, the phones are stacked up. Oh. 855 PATS500. Let's go to the UK where Claire is on the phone. Oh, what's there up? She is. What's up, Claire? Hello. Hi, Claire. Hello, Claire. Hi,
5: everyone. Hi, no, Marie. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> Fred, have you read out my emails? Because I've missed a little bit in between.
3: No. <laughs> emails? Okay, <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> Is that plural? No, I just, haven't read your just email. One. No,
5: just one. Okay. Just one. let I need to agree with Deuce on Barringer. I think he's like, yeah, he's my guy. He's kind of sneaky sexy. I think he's the thing this year. So I'm really excited about that. They took you a like, princess, you so like guys
7: really in glasses?
2: Cool. Well, well, Claire, I mean, you know, I do I've have my readers back it. in my office. <laughs> When he was, oh, when he was, I made her <laughs> Chicky
7: monkey. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> when Bitsy was on my show, we talked about it, and I hinted that I think maybe Beringer is sneaky, sexy, and he maybe um an adult movie star. Like,
2: oh, oh,
7: that oh, took a turn. Oh, he's got a stash. Uh, I <laughs> should say <laughs> him and yeah, Jimmy G. PSA <laughs> Beringer. Beringer, it's Behringer. not Beringer, not Beringer. Yeah. What's Beringer?
9: That's a thing, right? Yeah. That's like a company or something. I don't like know. That?
7: I knew a kid named oh, oh, Beringer, but coach. yeah, just Behringer. I'm just okay. telling for everybody.
9: My
5: question was: there's no tight end coach on staff on like Patriots.com website, and I just wondered if you'd oh. heard anything about is it Will Leving? Yeah, Will lying, lying. Well.
9: lying, the law. Like oh, You're okay. mowing the lawn. The
5: aren't good today.
7: Yeah, yeah, he's a young dude too. He's like, he seemed like he's fresh off. College or something, but
3: yeah, no, he's there. Well, Joe Judge will be the.
5: Tight end he coach. he's not officially <laughs> on the website, so he's, he's definitely the Titan coach. So he's out
9: there, who's with you? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh yeah. they said uh, Bill said yesterday. You know, very nice we'll of him to let us know that they'll get to, around to announcing soon. the coaching staff soon. So, so maybe so. one of us. In all
2: seriousness, right. he did add something along the lines of "We're still working through some things right. there." Yeah, right. Which maybe was just a throwaway line that didn't have any meaning, but. I don't think he has a lot of those. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think usually when he oh, says something,
5: the jump might still be
2: open. Well, oh. no, no, not about tight ends. <laughs> just about the the titles and the staff. You just keep your tight end maybe, uh, maybe infatuation in check.
3: Yeah, it, it drives <laughs> PR crazy because they need to print the media guide, and they they that's always the last thing they're waiting for. Well, I imagine there's the one title. person in PR in particular. Who oh would yeah. Ask her. Oh yeah. Thanks, Claire. <laughs> Good to hear from you. Uh, Dan in Virginia and Michigan. What's up, Dan?
6: Uh, first off, Fred, I wanted to say congratulations to Paul on uh, on his uh, boy graduating. I've got mine's coming up next year, so very I nice. know that there's oh, yeah. a lot of work oh. that goes into that. Yeah, it's get dusty. So, here. No. Don't, don't
7: get sad.
9: Thank well you very man, much.
2: Paul. Yeah. Of course, it's the most get beautiful the week, <laughs> most beautiful week of weather we've had so far this season. Um, but that's all going to come to a screeching halt evidently on Saturday <laughs> when it's going to be 58, rainy, and windy. Yeah, we have Red Sox, <laughs> When too. I have it's 100 people bad. coming to my house.
7: Oh. Still got the pool open, though?
2: The are you having a graduation
3: party at your house? Yeah. Oh. None of us Just bad. for family,
7: though. Not for, not he, not for his, none of us his friends, of friends kind of too? Yeah. Though. Oh, boy. You ready for that? Just my friends. <laughs> How many 30 racks you get.
2: Uh No, I'm, I'd be ready for it on a day like today. We'd be fine. Yeah. But oh. what I'm hearing about Saturday, I have no idea what Beth and I are going to do. I'll be in the My house. My house is not big enough for the amount of people that will be there. <laughs> well, I'll get a heated I don't, tent. I don't have your uh, estate.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: So so I don't have a pool anymore, Paul. <laughs> you have a pool.
7: Still hear about Freda Palooza? Freda
2: Paloozas mm. were legendary. We had good
7: stuff.
6: We
3: had good times. Good yeah. times.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, what oh, else? Oh, oh, Dan? Oh, oh. I was <laughs> going to say, don't hang <laughs> up so
6: on him. You were discussing. You were discussing uh, coaching shortcomings before, you know, Patricia judge and so forth and it seems a big part of their failure to uh to you know go anywhere with their other teams and this goes all the way back to mcdaniels and to some extent even um bill o'brien is that it's the people skills it's not the football skills it really seems to be that these guys just don't do well with people and to some extent that was even part of bill's problem back in cleveland was that he just didn't didn't go, uh, didn't get along well with people is that you know, is that something particular to New England that we've got a lot of guys that just huh. don't play well with others,
3: well, or I think, is it
6: just, or is I think it we're kind I of talking about Joe uh, Judge? Hey. In that respect? NFL catches.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. Well, like, when, when you're a young coach like McDaniel's was when he went to Denver, and you make big changes like he did at the quarterback position. It's tough. You it, it better work. He's doing it again. Yeah, it better work, or you know, you lose some guys. Right, but I you I know? would
2: never characterize Josh as a guy who is not personable. No, oh, yeah. no. Same no. with like Gerard Mayo. No. no, you know, a lot of the coaches, and it's like I I don't think of Bill O'Brien as not being personable. No. but you know, but Pat- I think Joe Judge has that reputation
9: and, of being and, a little bit and Patricia, rough.
3: you know, famously went to Detroit and with the sprinting and. You know, telling people they don't have any rings and he's got rings and all that he stuff. Made them run but away. again, that's, oh. I
2: think that's an error in, in leadership, not necessarily a personality. Like, well, I think that the, the, the similar mistake that a lot of the guys have made is they've all tried to emulate Bill. They've all tried yeah. to be ruling from above with an iron fist. Right. One problem. You don't have the rings that validate that. Right. If Bill, you know, Bill couldn't
3: do it at Cleveland, you
2: know,
6: and... Yeah, Bill... And if listen, 2000... Bill tried to be like uh, Pyssels and you didn't
3: have the I mean, that's then.
2: a great point. Like, Bill yeah. was probably no different personality-wise in Cleveland than he is now. Right. But he's able to succeed now without being the most personable person yeah. that we've seen because he's won. Right. And they, they, I mean, you hear the guys talk about it like... He's one of the best. He's done this. He's done that. And his track record speaks for itself. Yeah. So there's, this, like, automatic respect that's attached to that. I yeah. think
7: Vrabel's an interesting person because he's got, like, you know, like he's a ball buster, but, like, there's endearing about him. And, you know, that just I think there's a lot of different ways to do it. The bottom line is, like, is your team going to listen to you and you're, buy into it?
3: You're in charge of 53 guys, you know, plus, plus practice squad, the, plus mean, the coaches. Yeah. And – they need to think that you know what you're talking about cuz if they don't think you know what you're talking about you just lose the room you know uh, so you have to have that gravitas and if you don't have it right away then you better know what you're talking about and eventually get results or people just they want to win yeah you know and well that's what you they, hear like
7: you know young coaches talk about young coaches who are you know thrown into a room maybe with guys that are that are older than you as a coach and i've heard some you know people just saying like they just the players just want to know that you're putting them in position to succeed, say, yeah. that you're helping them be successful. If I listen to you,
3: I'll get better yeah. and we'll win. And if they do, they right. start to earn the trust and then right. it builds. And, you yep. know. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to Willem and Philum What's up, William? Oh, nice. Hey,
8: what's going on, Fred? How you doing? Good. Okay. I uh, have a uh, question for, for Evan. Not? Evan, um, so uh, are you familiar with the quarterback problem? UFC and Caleb Williams. Am I saying his name correct?
9: You are. Yes. Have you ever heard of him? Uh, Not once upon a time. Even Deuce. Right, so just, I asked Deuce the <laughs> other day. <laughs> even, even Mike him. knows who that is. What's up? Right, yep.
8: just, hear my, just hear my take on it, Evan. Don't be sucking your teeth and rolling your eyes and like you always do. <laughs> you know, sucking your teeth. All
3: right? <laughs> I like that. Mm-hmm. All
8: right, okay. So, look. So, let's say the Patriots, you know, they... They're like they go eight and nine again or nine eight, whatever though. Matt just can't get us over the hump, right? And that's just another loss on Bill too, on top of that. Do you, do you see a scenario where Bill just said, All right, you know what? I like, just mix it, forget it, you know, let's just go in for the number one drastic and try and trade up and just you know, it might take three first round picks, a couple of twos, I don't know, three future stuff, I don't know. But do you see like a scenario where Bill would do
9: something like this? No. I okay. I don't see a scenario, then you guys can disagree with me, where Bill would give up significant draft p- capital for one player. Ever. Not a, like So we're 8-9, and nine, picking around 14, 14, 14 and 15. or 15. To up to that's, one. that's hard to get up high
2: enough for that. I would agree I with that. I think
7: the only way to get him is that you stink. Stink. You lose for a, a couple. Yeah.
2: See, you don't have to stink. mm you can, instead of going eight and nine, if you, you know, even seven, six gets you top 10. Yeah. Now, I'm not closing that door. I agree with Evan. 15 to one, that's a lot.
9: Well, you just But look if it's at the, like eight to
2: one, maybe. Yeah. That might be something a um, little bit more palatable. What
9: the Panthers, what they were right around that, like oh, eight or yeah. nine to one. And now, as for Bryce Young, who is nowhere near the prospect that Caleb Williams is. So. Uh, to yeah. get that guy, it's I, unlikely. I, I don't know. It's I mean, you're gonna have to give up. You know, a real yeah. kink, like the, yeah. the whole farm.
8: Yeah. So what? So what do you do? I mean, I heard you talking about Kirk Cousins, and I'm like, he's been tearing the NFL's pockets up. No, he's not dancing. <laughs> no. So you you want to, You want something better than Max or even Kirk Cousins? But my question to you, I mean, you know, you the football analyst and everything. So you know. I'm just trying to get your input. What do we do? We went eighty nine, we went eight and nine again. Bill can't do it ever again. And so that's a strike on Bill. You know Mr. Kraft is gonna be pissed off because you didn't make the playoffs.
9: What do we do? I think it you know, my opinion only, and then you guys can all again disagree. If I were the Patriots at that point, I'd be going for a veteran quarterback. I, I just I don't really have any interest in going back into the rookie well again in trying to at best what you're trying to do is what you're trying to do now which is like win with all the other parts and all and, and you know everybody pulling together and not just the quarterback like a, a trade for another or a, a move for a veteran there's always one veteran that moves in the off season. this year was aaron Rodgers. last year was russell wilson like whoever that ends up being uh, that that's what i especially if bill's gonna still be the coach I don't really have much interest in Bill trying to groom another young quarterback because... He doesn't have the time. He doesn't have the time, and he also just... I don't know if he connects with this generation uh, well enough because... As much as I, you can call Mac Jones a baby, and you can call Mac Jones, you know, his pouting and his tantrums. Like, guess what? Like, that's a, a lot of athletes are going to be wired that way nowadays. And if they get Caleb Williams here, they get Drake May here, or, or one of these, uh, you know, KJ Jefferson, and it doesn't go well right out of the gate, and there's some friction there. It's going to be the same story. So I, I just have really no interest in going back in the draft uh, for a quarterback. I, I would at that point. Try to maximize the last two or three years that Bill has with a proven veteran guy. That's just me, though.
8: Just, right,
9: just one more thing, and
8: then I'm, I'm out your way and whatnot. Um, I, I just try to put this all in one though. Well, in terms, like for Mac Jones, though, I, I get it. You know, the pout and all that, though, but the man wants to win. I think that's 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 his frustration. He really wants to win, and he see how things is, and he can see it from his perspective as a quarterback. That's, I mean, I if they was on the same, I ain't saying that Max should be on the same page with them, but I, I don't know. They just need to come together. The pictures, also, they they just too much in the news. It's always something. They've been in the news like twenty twenty season. It was always something. The pictures, this, the the. I mean, like y'all was telling us everything from o t a all the way up to that, and now here we are again, starting off on a bad foot with over Joe Judge. It's. <laughs> I, he shouldn't even be nowhere near the team. But I'm gonna leave that alone, though. But but I'll leave it at that, fellas. But you know, I just want to know what what will we do? That's all, though. But um, y'all have a good one. Yeah. Have a nice weekend. Thanks, y'all William. take
7: care, okay? It's a tough question. Thanks, I mean, in some ways, it's it's. I mean, it's like we've always talked about. It's hardest to be in the middle. Like it's it, decisions are easy when that's, you're a three, four win team or a, or a three or four win lo- loss that's team. It. If it was easy, every team would do if it. You keep blasting out eight win season after eight win season. Yep. You know what? Eventually, you're gonna have to say, look, we might have to bite the bullet and take a half step back to you know, get past this mediocrity that we've had a few well, years. Well, I think
3: William's point is it's that or you bite the bullet and sell the farm to get that guy. Yeah. You know? No, I don't. I mean, if you get to that point, I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't be against it. Uh, Alan in Texas, uh, I've been listening to the show for eight or more years, and I really enjoy the football information as well as the entertainment. When Andy left, I was a bit concerned on who would provide the entertainment. He seemed to be able to start an argument over any topic. <laughs> that being said, the new lineup is fantastic. Deuce has the fanboy energy that is contagious. And Evan's knowledge is very informative. Man. Fred, your humor at times, is subtle genius. <laughs> Paul has the knowledge and the Italian attitude that I grew up with. My question is this. How much mean? of being a coordinator is an art form? Well, that's a kind of a segue. Uh, how <laughs> much is knowledge of the game? Which do you think is more important? Is the art form harder to teach? And is that what separates a good coordinator from a mediocre one? Well, Andy always said that calling plays is more of an art, Sure. while a lot of the other stuff is science. You know, and that's the thing. Like, we've, already, I've always talked about coordinator. Different teams have different roles for that title. Like, there's the architect of the offense, there's the guy who comes in with the game plan, and then the guy who calls the plays. And sometimes it's all the same. And that's a true coordinator. You know, somebody who does all three things. But... As we've seen, that's not always the case on all teams. Like sometimes the guy calling the plays isn't necessarily the guy architecting the offense. You know, so and some
2: teams don't even have the architect of the offense on staff, like us. What do you mean? It's Josh McDaniels didn't t- design that offense. Bill well, O'Brien I, didn't design that. Well, offense. I know, but I'm just talking about
3: the architect of heaven th- who this, designed the offense. This edition of the offense, this year's How offense. How far back you want to go? Yeah.
2: <laughs> perkins era, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: But I'm just talking about, like, who's in charge of the offense this year? Like, the overall, like, this is what our offense is going to look like this year. It's Bill O'Brien.
9: Yes. It's Bill O'Brien. And that's what I've always, like, wanted, and Josh was this through and through, like, the head coach of the offense. Like, so you're not the head coach of the whole team, like Bill, but – Bill O'Brien is the head coach of the offense. Like right. he's, it's his vision. It's his play sheet. Right. It's, it's his group. Like that, and that's, I think, what, when this team has thrived, it's been Charlie Weiss. It's been Josh McDaniels. It's been Bill O'Brien. It's been when they've had totally agree. that guy. Right. And I think most teams have
2: that. There are some, like Kansas City, that Andy Reid is the head coach, but he's yeah. that guy. He's yeah. the head coach of the offense. Yeah. Um, but most teams have a guy. Yeah.
7: I do think the question is interesting, though, just the different philosophy kind of on the offensive side of the ball versus the defensive side of the ball. Jokes aside, I mean, I would I would think it was probably a very interesting interview just to talk to Matt Patricia about the different mindset of offensively trying to be creative and trying to you know, put the defense in a pickle. You can't really be creative in play calling. Like I think the creativity in defense is probably set up before the game. Um, but, you know, it's almost a level of anticipation that you have to have on yeah. defense. That's uh, what I think, Bill. You know? see, Still,
2: to this day, I think that's Bill's yeah, biggest see, strength. Seeing what's, what's going what's on out
3: there. Seeing
2: well, adjusting to what's, yeah. what's going yeah. on. But How many you know, times do you see them go – the other team goes right down the field right, on him, and then drive, all of a sudden nothing. he turns his back to the field for, like, the next two minutes, and he talks <laughs> to the defensive players, and they come yeah. out, and it's, like, they totally different right, again. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, going back to, like, you know,
3: young coaches, if I were to give, you know – advice to any young coach, I'd say don't be afraid to hire coordinators who are smarter than you. You know, if it's your first time being a head coach, you know, focus on that and not being the architect of the defense. Hire really strong coordinators. You know, and eventually maybe you don't need them. Then then you can start, you know, while you have these, you know, experienced guys, you're grooming young guys to eventually take their place, but get people around you that are have more experience than you do um, so that you can focus on being a head coach.
9: Yeah. And I don't know know? if they had more experience than bill, but like some of the staffs that the Patriots have had in the dynasty run like are just ridiculous. Like you look back at like the 2014 and really 2016 when Scar came back I mean, it's crazy. It's like Brian Dable was coaching tight ends uh, on that staff. You know, it, it's and you go down the whole list. These guys that are are now coming up to being like co- head coaching candidates were like low level assistants uh, on yeah. those staffs. Like that, those types of staffs are. You can tell why they were so successful. But they even were loaded. When,
3: but even when Bill came here. You know, he had Romeo Cronell, oh, yeah. Charlie Weiss. Yeah. He had, you know, Brad Seeley. I don't yeah. know when Seeley was here. Yeah, but yeah. Brad Seeley. Audio. But these, yeah. Scar, Ivan yeah, Fears. Yeah, these are all guys Scar that had and fears really were on that. a lot yeah. of experience. Yeah. And so by having those guys, the young guys could learn
2: under them. And to and, Evan's point, yeah. Josh McDaniels and Brian Dable were coaching assistants. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And they learned. Matt Patricia was a coaching assistant. Those guys, yeah. that's how they learned. Right.
7: You're speaking to another point of you know they've lost a lot of those guys, and now are, are these young guys that have been kind of added over the last couple of seasons, the Evan Rothstein, so like are those guys going to develop into those those kind of
2: caliber yeah. of coaches? the most recent exodus forced some of the coaching assistant types into positional roles, probably before they were ready for them, and I think that's been part of yeah. I mean I'm not saying it's like an underrated part because people talk about it a lot, but I, I do think it is a big part of the struggles. You know, it's not just Tom Brady left. They're frauds. It's not nothing is ever that simple. It's an opportunity
7: for like Mayo Covington. You know those kind of guys that you know are now really starting to get noticed around the league. Do you think
2: Steve Belichick is a much better coach today than the guy who went in front of the safeties and said, "Oh yeah, my dad told me I was coaching safeties last week." Believable? Of course he is. Like, of course he's grown into
3: that. Uh, Ray's in Washington. We'll finish up the show with your call. What's up, Ray?
6: Uh, So. I'm wondering with Evan posted something on his Twitter earlier that oh, yeah. was throwing Mac a bomb it? to Taekwondo. I wanna know how far that went.
9: About forty yards I would say. In the air. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The play itself was, okay, was about cool. 50. Well it would have been yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. No. There's I know. nobody there. Yeah. Um Bedard
2: just retweeted it by the way and said this was not against air.
9: Yeah, I know. Everybody's no, no, no. hating. But I
2: think that he's probably He's on my phone. Back, backing my. us up because he's probably yeah. listening. Yeah, <laughs> Not hatin'.
9: hey, hey, everybody's hating. It's just a, it's it's a it's a clip from the spring. All right, we don't we don't need to. No one's saying they're winning the Super Bowl because Matt completed the pass to Tyquan Thornton on May thirty first. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> thanks for the call. All right, Ray. Thanks well. for the call. <laughs> Appreciate it.
3: Well, All right, this guy. That's going to be it for this edition of Patriots Unfiltered. Stay tuned for Catch twenty two with Evan and Alex. More overreaction to the OTA. Uh, We'll be back next week. We'll see you next Tuesday.
0: Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show, please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.
17: The world's original podcast.